Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Brandon and Logan here. We're going to be bringing you our NFL Week 6, pre, uh, not preseason, excuse me, but our uh, power rankings and recap in general, uh, as well as our Week 7 predictions, talking about everything from player performance to team performance to, you know, trends. And when we get into our power rankings, obviously Logan does have those tiers that are pre-made, so just keep that in mind when he is ranking the, the numbers to the tier. So if it's like 17 through 20... Just associate that with all of our power rankings because we don't want to keep delaying the, the flow of the episode by just saying the tier over and over again. So we'll have Logan go first with the power rankings after the recap. We really do hope you guys enjoy the new format of these episodes to try and condense it and make it a little more professional sounding. Um, and to all of our new listeners out there, greatly appreciated for you tuning in. Um, shout out to everyone at the wedding that's tuning in as well. We will have a nice little story time episode about that whole trip coming out and incredibly excited to have that podcast out and let's get to it. We're going to go over uh, the week six games from the Thursday night game to the Monday night game. Starting on October 12th, Thursday night, the Denver Broncos traveled into Arrowhead and took on the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a weird game um, just because like everyone kind of like stuttered. But, like, the Chiefs still have found a way to win mm-hmm. every game since their first loss of the season in Week 1. Won. Which they should have won, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing a consistent theme of them barely scoring 20 points, uh, but still coming out with gritty defensive wins. Mm-hmm. So that defense deserves maybe a nod oh, or scares, two. Kind of scares you, too, in a way. Yeah. Because we know what that sleeping giant is on the offensive side of things. And it's just a matter of time before... And they're, they're still winning games. They're 5-1. and one. Yeah. And they just traded back for Michael Harmon. I know it's yeah, Michael Harmon. Kelsey's like, still getting healthy. I know I don't think he's really been 100% the whole season. Yeah. I don't think he really ever will be 100% Kelsey. The Travis Kelsey that we know, he is getting old. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we still know what they can be. And so they'll, they'll say it themselves. Talent-wise, they, they feel like this is the most talented roster that they've had skill position-wise from Sky Moore to Darius Tony. They just, they're really struggling to reach that ceiling. I mean, obviously, they've had Tyree Kill in the past, but it was pretty much just Tyree Kill. They're saying, like, as a whole, with what they have now, they feel like they've never had anything better. So they're still trying to really scratch the ceiling with that. So I, I know what you mean. It's kind of like a puzzle. Like, the puzzle's not all together yet. Yeah. I know what you mean. And like, if, they, if they can really solve that, man, as much as I hate to yeah. say it, you watch out for this team. Once, once it is all put together and they're already, what, 5-1 and one now? It's yeah. going to be clicking, clicking, that's, clicking. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, they're 5-1 and one and not even put together completely. Yeah. Like, this is not a 100% Kansas City Chiefs team. They don't look like they have in the past, but again, they're five and one winning these games. Still winning games, yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, they kind of have. They've had a lackadaisical schedule, uh, but you know, coming out of the week one loss, they've kind of they they could not have done a better job mm-hmm. going no. into week seven. No. They they have won every game relatively handily in the hands of Patrick Mahomes or that defense. Uh, like you said, Brandon, I agree with the Travis Kelsey assessment. He's mm-hmm. not really 100%. Yeah. I don't think he will we'll ever be. be. Yeah. Yeah, he may not ever be that guy again, bro. Like, And I'm not taking anything away from Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I know what you mean. Yeah, but he's like, still a productive tight end. Still a thousand-yard tight end, but he's, I don't think he'll ever be like that he's Travis Kelsey yeah. X-Factor that and he once was. He still can be that like decoy for the oh, offense yeah. to like explode on other ends, but... He's still leading in receiving yards for tight ends. Him and Sam Laporta have just been kind of swip, sw- like swapping uh, with the one and two spot all season. Um, but you know, I-, I look at Travis Kelsey and 
you know, I still see a very productive tight end oh, yeah. with an elite quarterback. I don't think there's anything wrong there. I just think, you know, maybe they should have let him rest a little more going into the season. Maybe sat him until week three. Um, but, you know, it shows that even without him, well, when they didn't have him, they lost. But, you know, I still feel like... With the Lions. I, yeah, I still feel like they can win without those yeah. key pieces as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. And then it's a well, very well-coached team all around. It's an elite. Defensively. It's an yeah. elite team. Probably the best coach. coach. Yeah, I was it's up there. I would say top three easily. It's up there. Yeah, Andy Reid is going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame, right, no question. Sure. But it, it, let's get into the Broncos real yeah. quick. Not, nothing really to say, but <laughs> um, Russell Wilson is probably going to be gone after this season, in my you opinion. Think so right, I, I don't know if the contract will allow, it, but just rip it off, rip the bandaid off. I would because he's been nothing but just. And the sad thing is, he's actually performing pretty well, well yeah. this year. But he's not just, this game though. No, no, he's in the big moments. He has cost them the game. Mm-hmm. He has. Uh, and, and the Broncos need consistency. They have good depth at receiver, good depth on offense, but like their play calling and the quarterback play just don't work and don't mend well. It's just it's sloppy. Gotta and their defense there. sucks. Yeah, yeah, their defense is there. probably worse than the league. Yeah. And um, they didn't even play bad this week, honestly. Their defense, no. Yeah. Patrick Sertan played a really good game, tried his hardest, but my God, they just... they. Need a regime change. What are your guys' thoughts in general? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of want to talk about Travis Kelsey again for a second. Um, I do like. I think as long as he is on the field playing, like no matter how old he is, no matter how slow he is, he's going to be a force, just because of how smart he is. And like, think of it as like Jason Witten. When Jason Witten was like 38 years old, slow as dirt, on the Raiders. Sure, it's someone you can kind of forget about, but it's still Jason Witten. He's a guy who's going to be open. He's going to be open ten yards downfield. That ten yard out, that ten yard in, it was always there for Jason Witten. And I think that connection with Mahomes and Kelsey, like those two, are on the same page. Like they're always, they're so smart. They're on field coaches, really. Um, so Kelsey does look a little hobbled this year. He had another injury this week, right? Or was it last week? It was last, last week, week. A yeah. little ankle thing. Yeah. Um, um, a little rough. There, but yeah, but it, as long as Travis Kelsey is on the field, he's the, the smartest guy in the field up there with Mahomes. I agree with that. And so, as long as he is there, I, I think you know he'll always be a factor in the game. The Broncos, uh, like you said, time for a regime change. That's pretty much all I got for them. <laughs> I'm. They just had one. Then they need one again. They need one again. This recipe of just they should have Wilson. <laughs> they should have just ripped all the band-aids off when they changed everything in the offseason. Just got rid of everything tanked this year. When grabbed Caleb Williams, that's a good start. Fuck it. But instead, <laughs> you know, let's stick out with you know, still still my get nation. Let's ride. They don't even did they have a first round pick this they, year? They finally they do. Have. There's this they year. Do. Yeah, that's right. They do. But it's just to the question of they're like they're kind of like a top of the lower table team. Kind of yeah. like they're, I don't think I don't feel like I feel like they might be able to get like a Drake May, or Poor like guy. yeah I, I feel bad for any quarterback going here but like Sean Payton you gotta trust him right he's a Super Bowl winner they, 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 they traded for Sean Payton they traded for Sean Payton so I mean they have to believe that. something yeah something but I, let's let's get out of this game yeah. it's the Broncos um, it's nothing special but the Chiefs you know like we said did wind up winning nineteen to eight. Great primetime games, NFL. They're really, really spicing it up this year. Um, let's get into the Sunday games here. Um, the Baltimore Ravens uh, went into Tennessee and beat the Tennessee Titans. London. Oh, this was London. Excuse yeah. me, guys. Uh, but this or was Germany. A, what was London? Germany. It was London. It was London. Yeah. It was London. Yeah. 
Um, Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. But the Ravens won 24-16 over the Titans. They just really need to, in my opinion. I saw this take earlier on. Uh, I was watching Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp. Love the love that show, by the way. Like I know people are like kind of shitting on it because they kind of have the same energy, but they made a like Shannon made a great point where it's like they just should just put Derrick Henry at quarterback, just run Wildcat, just because like you don't have anyone there. Like you have a room full of third string quarterbacks. Just gotta throw in Will Levis. See I don't even want to see that. See what he's got. Like I don't. <laughs> I even, do. I, I just mean, to see. but the thing is, like, if he's not playing, and you see Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill playing as bad as they are, and he's not playing above them, I was surprised to see Malik Willis come in after did you go, one did, out. Did honestly. you guys see that video of the dude on the sideline for the Titans when Malik Willis was suiting up when it, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill like hurt his ankle? Malik Willis was getting ready. He was getting like hyped up to go in, and the dude just looked up in the sky and said, "Fuck!" Like he he knew on his own team. You can find that video probably somewhere on IG, but like that's that bad. That is another video of whenever that I forget his name, but it was a dude that muffed the punt, came to sat down on the bench, next to, to sit, yeah, sitting at the D hop, and D hop just got up and walked <laughs> away from him. It, it's something's going on there, man. And they, talk about a regime change. That might be a team that, I mean, Mike Vrabel has been sort of looked at as coaches. one of the better coaches in the mm-hmm. league as the last. Five or so years, or his, his tenure, years, his tenure yeah. with Tennessee. I mean, I don't know how long it's been off the top of my head, but like seven, eight. Years I mean, this, this last season, this season alone, like, this has been bad so far. Yeah. Like you have players on the sidelines saying "fuck" when your quarterback's going in. You have DeAndre Hopkins not, not even, even trying to like be a leader, like a encourage mentor. a guy or a mentor. He just gets up and walks away. Like yeah, like they they have a culture. They need a culture shock over there. I think. Why didn't he go to Detroit? Huh? D-Hop. Yeah, maybe. Why, why wouldn't they he? They might not have won him. I don't know. I, I think... Uh, he was listing off all those teams that didn't want him at one point. I know Detroit wasn't on there, but... The thing, mm-hmm. with, the thing with Tennessee is, like, they did just get a new GM. So, it, and you saw they got to Will Levis. Who did in the first round? The Scaranti, the, the tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they are kind of, like, in the middle of a a change. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think they're trying to get away it's from just, what they have been, you know? I agree. It's just the Titans. I don't know. The Titans yeah, just I have know. a weird, like, cloud above but their head. I, I think, I think like, like, just, like, the contracts they have, like, they're in a weird spot where they have veterans that are making a lot of money and, like, they just need time to get rid of those contracts. Yeah. So, like, maybe in this, maybe this offseason they, they cut Tannehill, they trade Derrick Henry. I mean, I think that's what they need to do. They, they just mean, signed Jeffrey Simmons, so they have him, like Kevin Byer. Maybe not a regime him. change, coaching wise or like organization wise. They just need to like clean. They got to clean, go clean slate with the roster. Yeah, get younger, really. And just like get and a I said, culture, in there. culture shock, and like culture shock to the whole locker room and the roster in general. I mean, because even the guys that are on that are supposed to be mentors aren't really acting like the mentors are supposed to be, you know. And, like, go ship them off to a place where they can win and actually still make money and just sort of feed into that part of it, you know? Yeah. I would. Just, I get, think, that, just get that toxicity, in a sense, if yeah. it has become that out of out of the building. I think they just got to get, like, the quarterback. Like, you can't... Like, you'd have to Malik Willis in the third round and Will Levis in the second round. He's, like, just maybe guys. You know uh, what I mean? Like, they so might hard. play. They might be good. But, like, you look at Malik Willis so far. Okay, like, he's not working out. No. So, no. I think at some point this year, you got you got to start Will Levis, see what he's got, and... You know, if he looks like he has something, obviously give, give the kid time, but, like, how long do you wait? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're sitting there, you know, I don't know what the record is. Were they two and three, two and four? Three and three? Something yeah, they've like only that. won two games, I believe. Two and four. So, like, if they're sitting there with, like, the 12th pick or something, the ninth pick, how far do, like, do they well, get right, a quarterback right now, there? Right now, they'd be in the top ten. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, do they get a quarterback there? Do they get like Michael Penix or something? Like, I don't know. Like, how 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 much of a better upgrade is he over Will Levis or, or Malik Willis? I, I don't know. You, it's, they're in a very very weird spot where they have younger quarterbacks, but like. I, I don't think they would go quarterback again in the top ten. No. I think they would like attack a younger sort of cornerstone piece on defense or maybe the other side of their O-line. BPA. Uh, they're, they're kind of like in a BPA position, I feel like. Yeah. You know? This is a weird, weird, weird spot for Tennessee. But the Ravens, on the other hand, I want to talk about them. They still don't impress me. Like, I know they're, they have a pretty good, what, 4-2? and two? Yeah. 4-2, and two, yeah. Well, we'll see this week. We'll get into that. Detroit. Detroit, oh, that's gonna be their but, first like, test. Like they're they're winning some games, but like they're really not like they're not gonna compete in the AFC. I don't think they're 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 gonna be the thing that makes the playoffs maybe, and then just get well, beat in the first you, round. Well, can't you say the same about the Chiefs? Still went away. They're still winning games, but they're not impressing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the Chiefs are definitely a better team than the Ravens, though, for sure. I think they have like equivalent defenses, maybe. I like the Chiefs' defense better. I, they have a good ooh, defense this year. It's they have like a good defense this year. Oh, uh, I would say like with all the pieces that Baltimore had, I would even say I would maybe even take Baltimore. I'm, some I'm days. sort of more so on your side. Um, I take the Chiefs for sure. But do I trust the coaching in Kansas more? Yeah. 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 Come playoff time, and this is a matchup. I'm taking KC all day. Like, if we're talking about like regular season right now. I would. I'd have to look at it. KC's. Yeah, of course. KC's defense might be better statistically, but. That Baltimore defense, that's there's no, that's no fucking joke, bro. No, it never is. It really it's never is. It's always well coached, yeah. But Lamar, he he played okay. Um, yeah, Zay Flowers, crazy. Zay Flowers got his first career touchdown. Shout out to him, man. I'm a huge Zay Flowers guy. I've yeah, been like, saying that from the start. John Harbaugh's a great coach. First ballot Hall of Famer, but like, I don't know. I think Andy Reid is definitely a better coach than him. When it comes to playing chess, yeah. we all know who's going to win that game. But, I mean, Lamar didn't look terrible. I only had six incompletions mm-hmm. that game. Um, he was efficient. Yeah. Had the pick. Yeah. Didn't really do much else. He was their team's leading rusher again, which... That's just bad. They need to get a running back in there for sure. Yeah, they really do. It's such a shame with J.K. Dobbins. I mean, we've touched on it before. I really think that kid was special. He just can't stay healthy, They should trade Derrick Henry. That would be something, man. They should trade for Derrick Henry. That would People be... were saying Saquon, the Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like that, if, too, it, I mean, if, if, we, if we're settled at the deadline, yeah, why not? I'd have to really, I just wish I don't think the NFL trade deadline will, will really ever like get to something like that to where we see those big big names get yeah. moved like that. I don't know the Giants are one and seven. <laughs> oh, of course it makes well sense. Could be. You can yeah. you can talk it you can talk into making sense all day. Oh, I just, yeah. I'd, I'd have to believe it when I see it. But I mean, Zay Flowers also going back to him led the team in targets once again. Um, that's over Mark Andrews over Rashad Bateman over Odell over Nelson Aguilar. Just to name the other um, talent positions on that roster, but fantasy wise, if you have this guy on your team, if you're in a PPR league, you got to start him. Yeah, yeah. you got to start Zay Flowers. He's Even, a guy there. And I'm saying this, and I want to sort of emphasize it because I mean, we all know about this Ravens passing game. We know about the receivers, especially fantasy wise, haven't been friendly to us in recent history. Oh my bad. So um, having a guy like Zay Flowers that is just sort of a target whore right now and he's the most reliable thing that we've seen from them at the receiver position, you can start to trust them going forward. I mean, you we're seeing it week after week. I'm going to pull it over. He has 35 receptions so far in six games. So, I mean, it's pretty good. that's, that's, that's very not bad good at all. For a rookie? And he's, I believe he's over 50 targets, mm. if not right below it. Um, he has a few drops here and there, but he's getting the looks. He's producing. He's the best receiver and, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, like by far, hundred <laughs> percent. And um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he if he has a breakout game against Detroit coming up this weekend. Well, he's gonna have to if they want to win. I all I'm gonna say is they're putting Cam Sutton on him, and he was, oh, he's gonna cook him. He's yeah. uh, he's probably gonna get cooked, but uh, Cam Sutton is actually our highest graded PFF uh, defender, eighty five point like six. He's actually been playing very well. Aaron Glenn has those boys playing top five defensive ball. The Lions you, you are more of a stats. zone defense, right? Or are they man? They switch it up. They really do, but they really send pressure. And honestly... Yeah, they do like to send pressure. Well, Lamar with pressure. Yeah. I'm going to take Aiden Hutchinson potentially having a bigger game than Zay Flowers when it comes to impact on the field. Um, Hell yeah. I, I, I just think Aiden Hutchinson is... I, we, we'll get into this, but... Potential DPOY this year. Could be. I, I, I have hope. But, um, but yeah, no, I think Zay Flowers is definitely going to be stud, in the, yeah. the conversation and be one of the, best if not rookies. the best rookie wide receiver out of this, this class. Oh, for sure. You Easily. Know? It's um, him or Addison. Yeah. It's, it's him. Yeah, I so think it's Zay Flowers right now, but that could be determined yeah. by the end of the year for, in That's terms for of sure. rookie season. Puka Nakua. Okay, yeah. Puka Nakua as well, though. Like, low-key, no, monster. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's him. For sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think the first four weeks win we'll for him automatically. I mean, he just had like two catches and twenty yards this past really? week. Yeah. So I mean, mm. that's. I'm not saying he's just gonna drastically fall off. It's one week out of six. That he's he not pacing. That he hasn't produced. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, it was expected for it to drop off once Cooper Cup came yeah. back. Obviously, he still put up like twenty five fantasy points with Cooper Cup back the last week, but this week came back to earth. I don't know, man. I, I still Better think throughout the room. throughout the entire season, I think I, I I would put my money on Zay Flowers having more production. Yeah, he might have more forward. targets coming his way. Yeah. At this point, hopefully, because they need to definitely develop that air attack in Baltimore and start winning games more handedly. Yeah. Um, but the next game on Sunday we can talk about is the 49ers traveling to Cleveland mm. and taking on the Browns. They lose this game. With a missed 47-yard field goal, I believe it was 17 to 19. The Browns, with a very gritty defense of pro- probably the best defense in the league right yeah. now, Miles Garrett is playing lights out. Denzel Ward is a what? dog. I mean, Denzel, dude, Denzel Ward had a phenomenal game. I, I was watching this game while I was in Tennessee. Again, shout out Tennesseans out there. But uh, <laughs> no, this was a this was a game where the 49ers not only had to deal with adversity with injury, but they got exposed on every phase in the offense. Brock Purdy had a pedestrian game. Oh, that was yeah. worse um, than that. Yeah, it was bad, bro. And he had some of the worst plays I think I've seen all season from a quarterback. He had one of those like infamous, uh, the ball slips out of his hand as he's throwing. Mm-hmm. It was humiliating. He threw some pretty bad. He threw a pretty bad pick. If I'm not mistaken, it was two picks, but. Um, just had the one. Just had yeah. the one. Yeah. And the injuries didn't help, though. I mean, CMC went out in the third quarter. Debo, Debo went out, yeah. Trent but Williams. you still want to see more of Purdy than that. Yeah. But, and Trent Williams had a rough game. He got injured in the first quarter, but then he had, like, three penalties. He's kind of had a couple games, like, in the Giants game, too. He had, like, fucking three, four penalties. Like, I mean, he's, I don't he's, know. He's, like, 36. Trending down, maybe? He's still a dog. Like, don't get me wrong. He's still a dog, but... Costing his team some yards there, but he's making so much money too. I will say this: PJ Walker, five and three as an NFL starter, dog. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dog. You know, XFL legend. Who's a bum? And and (laughs) I, I I, kind of just want to, you know, to my own, 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 my own horn right now. Last week on the recap episode, I said uh, the Browns could be the team to upset them, didn't I? You did. You did. 
But what I, I said with Watson, and they did it without Watson, yeah. which is even crazier. Who did they do it with? P.J. Walker. Yeah. Uh, thank you for saying that, man. Because <laughs> if you are a, you know, a, a, a living, if you have a pulse, you know who P.J. Walker yeah. is now. I mean, he just beat the undefeated 49ers. But I, I just remember Pinchley, sitting there watching this team. Sorry, Dar, go ahead. Potentially outplaying Brock Purdy. <laughs> he did. Oh, no, no, no. Potentially. I mean, it was a low floor. They were, they were both like. Well, I'm going to pull up the official he, QBR I right think, now. No, PJ Walker went out there in Cleveland, dropped his nuts <laughs> dropped on the Cleveland steamer. PJ Walker statistically had a lower QBR. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know how that was possible. <laughs> I will say this. He did have one really nice throw to Amari. Yeah, oh, like, no, yeah, like, yeah, that was. It, yeah. I know it was a 50 50 ball, but like. What a catch that was. That was a great catch. Amari had Amari Cooper had a nice game. Purdy's QBR was forty point one, and PJ's uh, was significantly lower. It's than a defensive. That. Game. Is it like single digit? Not that bad. Okay, uh, twenty four. Okay, so actually he doesn't have the lowest QBR. Jordan Love still holds yeah. that record with seven this season. That's bad. So that's something. Of applause. So no, actually no, we can't shit on PJ Walker anymore. No, How does Daniel Jones not have it? Round of applause. <laughs> I love I love hearing that. I did not know that about Jordan Love. Yeah, who was I, against the Lions? I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I just remember at multiple times, you know, Browns fans. This, this might make you smile, but I just remember at multiple times during the game, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, "Damn, look at the fucking Browns." Multiple times, like wow, look at the look at the fucking Browns after all look this at the time. Fucking Browns, Be, being, being the undefeated 49ers after all the shit they've been through. And look at the fucking Browns. Honestly, we're gonna ride that out the rest of the season. Yeah. Get them on a t-shirt, bro. Yeah, let's let's get some look tattoos on our foreheads. There but, we go. <laughs> but I think like you kind of nailed it on the head there. Like I was watching this game with Caden and, and shout out to Dave as well. Uh, and I'm, the whole time I'm like, the 49ers are giving this game to the fucking Browns. Yeah, they, they did. All they the way did. up until the last <laughs> Jake game. Moody, whoa. Two two big misses. That first, two, first two misses of the season of his yeah. career. Yeah. Bad. First that was, two misses of his career. Dude, the first one, I, I, I can see it. Did you see 50, the, the video of the Browns fan with the fan on the TV? Before the mm-hmm. kick, he, he had it on like the left side of the TV, like he was trying to blow the kick theoretically <laughs> with the fan and in his it hand. Added up perfectly, and it added yeah. up perfectly, oh. bro. And there was a baby. You could tell there was like a baby or something sleeping in the room next door or something because they were not like making a noise. They were just running around the house all quiet. You gotta see it. Man. <laughs> you you will see it now that I've said it. Now that we've had all these little things tapping in our phones, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, listening to us, it'll, it'll pop, pop up on your yeah. X feed. Yeah, but, <laughs> my ex speed, bro. That sounds so fucking. No, weird it literally saying, sounds dude. like porn. Oh wow! Like, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yeah. Like, it does. it's like yo, bro. Did and you check you your ex? Find porn. At, I mean, X is a source for porn. It and, is. And Elon hasn't moderated that for some reason. Some filtered. So I respect it. So it's completely uh, raw. Speaking of the 49ers real quick, Debo and CJ Gardner Johnson getting on some. Yeah, did you see his? Did you see his live? CJ's live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was a real Florida boy live. It's Florida, right? Yeah, it was it was genuinely like I will say I think Debo to get the the better jabs in, but yeah. CJ I gotta love his I just, intensity. I love it, but I just feel like no one else on the team is really like riding along yeah. with them, and it's just sort of him on an island trying to have that mentality. I don't know. You might you obviously know a lot more. I'm just from outside. Like, oh, like, like, I, like that whole minute. Like, did the fans really show up with blue ski masks that game? Yeah. Was that like the big? Oh yeah, they bought them out. Oh, yeah, okay. Sold out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I just I don't really hear any of the same type of talk. I know CJ is a one of his one of one as far as like how he talks. Leadership, and how shit, he, yeah. yeah, but like shit talking. I don't really like one. hear anyone else from the Lions defense really like. 
you have like him on the defense, and you have a guy like Jared Goff on the offense. It's like yeah. two completely different. <laughs> but I will. It's people, mainly bro. a lot of underdog mentality. Yeah, yeah like because yeah. Tracy Walker. I'll say this. I mean, I've never seen him shit talk before, but when he destroyed Chris, longest Godwin, tenured line, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tracy Walker. Oh really? Our safety. Wow. He yeah. destroyed Chris Godwin. He's been there his whole career, hasn't he? Yeah. And he was balling that game, bro. Yeah, he he's been amazing. He lost his captainship because he got injured week four last year. And obviously Kirby Joseph came in and stole his spot. But now that Brian Branch and we lost uh, Emmanuel Mosley in his debut. Very depleted right now. So yeah, but we're still winning. Like, that's what tells me that the Lions are something, man. But yeah, going over, how about them fucking Browns? Mm. You know? <laughs> I love that's... how we, in the first two games so far, we somehow tied the Lions into both of them. <laughs> I just think that they're the hottest topic in, in the <laughs> NFL right now. Might be. I, I, I really do. But this next game is a nice game. It's a nice game that I, I actually think of, might have got slept on. I know it's a shit score line, but the Seattle Seahawks took on the Cincinnati Bengals. They did wind up losing 13-17. to 17. The Seahawks doubled the Bengals in yardage, I believe, like overall. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. Um, but... Just a kind of another shocking performance by yeah. the... Not quite, but almost. Almost? Okay. It would be like 1.75 if you really did okay. math. Okay. So almost like like statistically they should not have only had 13 points. Statistically they should not have been... They should not have lost by four points. Yep. Seattle has some kinks to work out with, especially their red zone offense. And it may yeah. be time yep. to look at Geno Smith and be like, okay, this guy has limitations. Let's see if we can do that Brock Purdy thing. But if they can't... They might have some problems and limitations yeah. going into playoffs. Zero touchdowns, two picks, story of the game right there. And he's been struggling a yeah, little he bit. Has. Yeah, and, on and off. And, and this is a guy that, you know, everyone was riding his cock. I'm not going to lie. Everyone. He played, I mean, he played good last year. He played lights out last yeah. year. But, like, to expect him to be that consistent after being a backup for so long is, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is like one of those instances, Kyle Allen. I don't know if you guys remember him. Of course. Mm-hmm. Quarterback for the Panthers. He's also in the top five for starting his career with the most pass completions without an interception, 159. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shocking stat. Found that out when CJ. CJ Stroud, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, this, it just kind of reminds me of that. Like just having mm-hmm. that like one year like wonder type mm-hmm. thing. And I just don't know if it's going to be able to replicate to a playoff appearance this year because yeah. the 49ers and the Rams are actually showing up. The Rams are I, showing up. I don't know if I tr- – like, even though Seattle has a really good defense, I just don't know if I trust Geno Smith taking control of that offense. What are your guys' thoughts, especially on this game? The Bengals played a winnable game. A winnable, a winnable game. Joe Burrow was kind of okay. Like I said, this, those me. two turnovers really just did it. But I, I – I see what you're saying, but I, I, I believe in Gino. I do, because he does throw for a lot of yards. Like, You can depend on him to you know, push you in position to win, but then you know, he might make a mistake like he did in this game, or multiple games he's made a couple mistakes. But for every game he has that, he has another game where he has 350 yards and three touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, when you have Gino on his on day, like he's, he's, he's on fire. But then you have him a game like this where he's... I'm not gonna say it's his fault they lost, but like I can safely say it was two picks. You know, you win loses a team, but um, you know, like the defense they did their job, but I, I don't know. Um, I will say this: Justin Fields has more passing yards than Geno Smith running really? this season. Wow. But I, I do agree with you though that like maybe it is time to start looking into in his next draft or two, look into a quarterback for sure. You know, they gave Geno that contract, but most of his money is this year, so I mean, I figured they could probably 
cut ties after this year, but I, I wouldn't do that if I was them. I'll keep him for at least next year too. Yeah, he's a, he's a good yeah. veteran for sure, and, and they could bench him midway. But I, I'm I'm with you on that sense, Logan. I think a lot of it just goes to show how important Dave Canales was mm-hmm. to Geno Smith, and now we're seeing the impact he's having on Baker now in Tampa, and that's a big part of it. I mean, you're still seeing Geno benefit at times from what he learned and took away from Dave Canales, but we're seeing now the, the other side. Yeah, the other side with Dave Canales gone and. He doesn't have them there to rely on, if for lack of better terms. I mean, I just listed Justin Fields had more yards than him. Mac Jones, Joshua Dobbs, Desmond Ritter, also all three of them have more yards than Geno Smith right now. I don't think anybody would have came into this season and predicted by week six that those four or five quarterbacks would have more passing yards mm-hmm. than Geno Smith. Not at all. So and I don't really think that's all attributed to Geno Smith as a player, too. Like I said, I think that just goes back to having – Someone like Dave Canales out of there now and seeing how Definitely crucial has an effect, yeah. how crucial he was. But I still think I still feel the same as that way I do about Gino as I did coming into the season and sort of right along with what Logan said. Um, this this Seattle team's most likely going to finish like a seven and ten, eight and nine. I like to see better than that. They're a pretty good team. I just, I just with the way I, the Rams are like playing, and six. the way the Rams are playing this season. I mean, we saw them play each other week one and the Seahawks got bitch slapped by LA. Uh, not really they lost by like a touchdown. It was 30-13. Seattle got embarrassed. Seattle got embarrassed. That was the Lions Next game. Week? Yeah. Or, yeah, that was the week 37-31 over the Lions. And Se- over Seattle got embarrassed against LA. That was week one. And the, yeah, that's week one though. The divisional matchup case. week one like you and what we thought of what the Rams are going to be coming yeah. in dude. And last year, I feel like the Seahawks would have won that game, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? So there's definitely a lot to worry about. I still feel like they're a great team. It's the way the division is going to match out to be this season. Yeah. I mean, we see how competitive the Cardinals are right now, and who knows what they could be with Kyler Murray back. I mean, he's, yeah. I would still think a lot of people would take him over Joshua Dobbs as a starting quarterback. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean... No question. No, actually, I'm going to ride it out with Dobbs. <laughs> like... Yeah, he's actually shown he's some fight, ace. dude. Yeah. I've enjoyed sort of watching him play. I mean, I was sort of forced to watch him play against the Cowboys, and they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Because they kicked the Bears off TV being down 38-3 to at halftime <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was against Kansas City. Which, but, yeah, probably for, for the for the best. Yeah. I mean, we got to see Dallas lose to yeah. Arizona, which was crazy. Which is always good to see Imagine Dallas that, bro. Lose. They went from putting the Bears off TV to America's team losing to one of the worst teams in all football. <laughs> But um, Bengals, anything you guys had to notate on them? Just a better game all around, but still, uh, still the worst. I mean, it's a good defense, good team, but you know, better better days are ahead for them for sure. And I, good that they got out the win in this game. I just think this the problem's the same as it's been since the start of Joe mm-hmm. Burrow's career is this offensive line and um, just some continuity amongst that group. I mean, you still have Joe Mixon, who's a X factor at running back when he's at his best, you know, and he's only averaging like three and a half yards per carry yeah. right now. Only had 38 yards on the ground in this game against the Seattle front seven that, I mean, they're not that good, really. We give Seattle more credit. When we talk about Seattle's defense, we talk about their secondary. We don't talk about their front seven. You know? I agree, because I'm thinking of Kobe Bryant, Trey Gwillen, Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, Julian, Lo- uh, Julian Love. Yep. Julian Love's giving up. Fucking good thing we got rid of him. He's been ass this year. But like collectively, that's yeah. a, on paper, that's a good Andre unit. Diggs yeah, is there Quan- too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I wish the Lions kept him, bro. But uh, no, I agree with what you just said, Brandon. I, I really do. I think we do probably have to give, you know, slight credit to 
what you just said. Obviously, the back end providing challenge, but not the pass rush. But, but it still was a problem for the Bengals' O-line. But I feel like they should have been able to maybe find a way to run the ball effectively somehow. Um, or, or done something a little, a little like the screen game. Just figured out something. That, because I feel like with Joe Burrow, you should be able to win, honestly, any game handedly, bro. You really should. And they were in position, and it was weird to see Tyler Boyd be the number one guy in this yeah. game. T. Higgins, I think he's gone after this year. I sure. think so as well. I think Jamar Chase still led the box score in yards, but Tyler Boyd definitely had the more impactful game. Which is good to see. Which means it was one of those games. I don't really watch this game too in depth, but it seems to me like one of those games where Seattle was not giving up the big plays. They were more of the stuff inside. And Joe Burrow, he wasn't that. making the throws that you'd expect him to make. His interception was just an underthrown ball right into I think Witherspoon's hands. It was. It was. I don't. I forget. It was Woolen or Witherspoon that was. I think it up. was Woolen. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Um, but I want to go back to what I just said because I was just we were all we were kind of just dogging the Seattle defense in the run game. But I'm looking at it now. Through six games, they're only giving up 3.2 yards a carry and only averaging 79 yards allowed on the what ground. What about quarterback pressures? Are you able to look at that? Um, it doesn't sort of sum it up as a whole. So, nah, not really. Okay, I mean, I, so. could, I could glance through and it'll like sort of tell me. Let me see. Let me see. Let me it, see. Because, like, it does... That 3.2, that's good. Yeah, oh, very good. That's very good. It's just, that's not, it just doesn't show. They, like, have, 19, they have 19 sacks in six games. Okay. Um, the Giants have. <laughs> well, that doesn't really say a lot. I, that, yeah, that, <laughs> sadly. But, no, the Seahawks, they they have a lot to build on, but I think we touched up on it perfectly yeah. with the fact that Geno Smith is probably going to be that guy that they might upgrade soon, but... Um, but this game definitely left more to be desired, though. It did. Kind of let, kind of let down. It was a letdown for the Bengals versus Seattle. This was kind of a hyped up game. I thought it was going to be a big game. Seventeen to thirteen. I would expect this score to be doubled. Yeah. Thirty-four to twenty-six. I know, I know a lot of people that bet the over on this too. Mm-hmm. Over this, forty-five and a half. There you go, Vegas. Take our money. And we got uh, thirty. Yeah. We got thirty from it, bro. Two more <laughs> touchdowns still wouldn't even have covered. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but the next game we can talk about here, I think we can gloss over this one yeah. other than the fact that I don't even want to talk about the Saints. I yeah. think they're abysmal. Yeah. Derek Carr is mid. Yeah. Alvin Kamara is not really involved. I've been seeing more and more the reports whole and videos. Is Dude, I saw Jameson Winston, uh, James Winston try and go up there and like, because Alvin Kamara fucked up on a play and he was trying to like, yo, you know, adjust your route next time. And he was just like, just <laughs> dead, dead face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, yeah. How do you how do you how do you build a common goal with a key p- position yeah, and a player that has no motivation or motor to try and communicate? And, and that's what I got out of that. The Texans, their run game, non-existent. It, Damian Pierce has fallen off a cliff since his rookie year. O line, non-existent. It it is makeshift O line, but is. I will say C J Stroud is hands down the best rookie quarterback of this draft, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I think D'Amico Ryan is. He's in contention for coach of the year with this team. So. I do. I, th- I really do. I, I think that's a take of mine that I think... I, I, I this agree. Is... I just don't think it'll happen unless they get a winning record, and I don't think they'll get a winning record. But I honest. feel like... in What if they go like 8-9, and nine and, you know, CJ gets rookie of the year? Like, I think that's I think that's I, I just, worthy. I, I agree with you, but I just They're don't think it would happen. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan or it's something. It's just not going to happen. Because yeah. there's going to be a team that goes like 14-3, and 13-5, yeah. and then they're going to give it to whoever that coach is. It better be fucking Dan Campbell. Yeah. It's going to be Kyle Shanahan. It, it'll, I, I guarantee you, head coach, coach of the year will either be Mike or Daniel or Dan Campbell. Bill Belichick. 
Dude, I would like I would like to see those odds. So Brian Dable, Mike McDaniel, yeah. I would say Brian Mike McDaniel Dable. or Dan Campbell for sure. Brian Dable. I mean, the 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 Texans showed some improvement in their in the run this game. They averaged four yards on the ground. They had 120, but a lot of it was from just chunk plays from. I don't know what I don't know how you would sort of word it, word it, but it would be from like a jet sweep that went 13 yards or like a trick play that went 15 yards. So, so that's how a lot of it was sort of gained. So as a whole, it's just really lacking. I mean, Damian Pierce still only averaged two and a half yards per carry, dude. But you, you said it perfectly. Their average of as a team is being boosted by some creative plays, which yep. it's still good to see them winning these games with a lackluster rush attack because they're putting the game not only in D'Amico Ryan's and the offensive play caller's hands, but C.J. Stroud's hands. And you said it perfectly earlier on in the podcast when we were covering the first couple weeks of the season. They're making CJ throw a lot. Mm -hmm. They are putting a lot of responsibility in this young guy's hands, more than any other rookie quarterback has had so far. I really think that that is a method and a recipe that only breeds success in this league because you put them in positions that they can experience and see over and over again and react accordingly down the line and grow with it. Everyone always goes to the Peyton Manning. In his rookie season. I agree. Interceptions. In the least out of his career. Who cares about the numbers in your rookie season? You shouldn't. Unless you were dog shit. You should not care. And this this game was sort of similar to the Seattle and Cincinnati game. I mean, New Orleans had over 145 more yards of offense than the the Texans did in this game. You know, they considerably outgamed them. And they just weren't able to execute. They were 0 for 2 and 4th down. Didn't really make anything out of their wet red zone trips and they're just showing why they're so abysmal right now as an organization now this is a team i was high on i still think they have a lot of talent it's just they're sort of like the titans in a way they're like the nfc's titans Mm. you know not so much on the coaching front but just like as an organization like there's just something there that just you need to change there's something rotting in like a back room they need to update the roster get younger they need they did they have a process it's not a rebuild but it's like a damn near rebuild. Like, they're sort of in that same little area because like, I think Derek Carr is better than Ryan Tannehill, but you can say they're two quarterbacks sort of on the same tra- trajectory of their careers right now. And yeah, I agree with that statement. Derek Carr is better, but they are kind of like on a similar boat. Who, 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 Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. Yeah. Like, for sure. Both falling off a cliff. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> they have... Sorry, the, but... They have the they have the youth in other positions like the O line and then Chris Olave at the receiver and um, they still have some cornerstone parts in the defense but the the rest of it everything in between just like Tennessee they gotta just let that shit go and start fresh somehow they were in a lot I mean they were in cap hell coming into these last couple they're, seasons they're in cap hell every year and <laughs> literally every year yeah and they've made some progress but they're still digging out of a very deep hole and it's just Sean Payton left them in a fuck situation yeah, you're, you're, he was competing though, but he was if you're a Saints fan you're in purgatory right now yeah. and you're gonna be stuck there for a little bit longer probably five probably like five years and bro. The, the last thing I want to add to this game as much as um, Alvin Kamara's looked bad not I wouldn't say bad but just hasn't looked the He's not that X-factor that he once was in this offense. He's still being used very, very good. And he's still a good player. For fantasy. Yeah, he's still a good player. Dude had 13 fucking catches his first week back. Had 7 catches this last week. That's 20 catches his first two weeks back. That's 20 points alone in PPR just from catching the football. 
not he to also, mention his yards carrying the ball and his yards receiving those passes as well. I think he also cracked the all-time rushing touchdown record for the Saints, over 73 rushing touchdowns for them, wow. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I know he's a controversial character, but he's a damn good running yeah, back. He scored 18 points last week without Rodgers starting the touchdown. He's probably the best running back of all time, isn't he? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Else? Mark Ingram. I mean, he's better Reggie than Mark Bush. Ingram. Yeah, right, oh yeah, Reggie I mean, Bush. Reggie Bush? He was I gotta good, say, but Reggie Bush. I, I would have to look at their stats. But Kamara, I mean, Kamara Bible's him out of the water. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He definitely does. But Reggie Bush got that ring, though. Yeah, yeah, he, I do, yeah. I would. With Drew. He was there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nine. I, dude, I don't know. I would, I would, I'm sort of basing it off. I'd rather watch Reggie Bush on a football yeah. field than watch Alvin Kamara on a football field. Kamara was good. I don't know. He was fucking... His his one or two years there, dude. It was he like was four fucking... or five years, really. I mean, he's been. I think he started only started falling off really till last year. Before that, he was dominant. I think I don't even think he's like falling off like that much. I just think the offense is. I agree. Mid, yeah. And the coach is. I don't yeah, really and like and he, like, he's still a good player, but he he's definitely not as fast as he used to be. You know, he's he's, he's an older guy now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but he's still a he's still, still a good, yeah. viable safety valve for any quarterback. And like you look at someone like Kareem Hunt, like. They came to the league probably the like, same year, right? Like, he's, like, fat. <laughs> you look at Kamara, he's in great shape still. Mm-hmm. Great shape. Yeah. So, I, I think he's a guy that's probably going to be around for 32, 33. Mm. I can see it. I mean, hopefully... Takes care with, of his body. Hopefully with the Saints. That'd be cool to yeah. see him retire with the Saints. Hell yeah. Um, but this next game, I know we'll have a lot to talk about on this. But uh, it's the Washington Commanders getting the dub over the Atlanta Falcons, 24-16. to 16. I just want to say one thing, Sam Howell... I had a really good game. John Dotson, Terry McLaurin, those guys. John's kind of been he's he's been, he's been okay, but he is getting buried in that in yeah. that wide receiver room because they do have playmakers, bro. They they really do. Terry McLaurin is kind of a guy you need to feed. He's like, a wide receiver one. He's, he's like the he's like the DJ Moore in the Panthers. Yeah, true. He really is, and he's slept on, bro, because he's on Washington. But mm-hmm. I, I think Sam Howell, like I think Eric Bieniemy is getting every drop of football out of Sam Howell he can. I don't like it's just scratching the surface. I, I would like to say that, but there are. I've seen his limits. I have. I, re- I really. I'm not. I've seen not, his floor. I've seen what I. I've seen the best. I think. I don't think so. I. I think. I think. I, I think this was his cleanest game so far. I think it's too way too early to say it's, the, it's his best. He's very young. His best, honestly, was probably his first game against the Cowboys the last week of the season last year. He destroyed them. Like he actually destroyed that starting, that entire starting. Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, all those guys were playing the entire game. Like he, like he played well, but yeah, I think yeah, no film on him though. No film, but you know, in terms of football, yeah. like I think that was his like most loose game. But yeah. like now he's getting a transition here. He's like I, progressing yeah, with yeah, this he had new a system. Rough games, but he's definitely getting better with time though. I don't think we'll ever see that three pick game out of him Maybe again. Four picks. Well, yeah. oh, the four pick, yeah. I don't think we'll ever see that again. I really don't. Again, it's growing pains. It was, but I think it was Eric Bieniemy really trying to let loose a little bit. Let loose on a great defense. On a really good defense, but the Falcons. Uh, another guy I've Desmond been high Ritter. on. <laughs> He's done. Desmond Ritter, three picks. I could also say the same thing. Growing pains. This is his worst I don't game know, by far. Bro. Like, um, but I I do believe he was really good at Cincinnati in college, bro. He's a winner. <sighs> If they can build a system and find out what really is his sweet spot, I think that he could be that know. guy for Atlanta. This, that last pick, bro, I, I don't know how you put that guy in after that last pick. 
You gotta I don't. Let him eat it. Sam Howell's making not. He didn't make any picks like that. Actually. Yeah, like that was the, that was one of the worst one of the worst picks I've ever seen. Like it was bad. At that point, like I know you're hiding him, but I'm throwing in Heineke. Heineke's not making that play. No, he won't. He's not. He, He'll he, run he might for even, it. He might even win you that game. Honestly, he might. He Probably might. would win you that game. But Gosh, in terms of, you gotta go with a guy that's literally in the same situation as Sam Howell. This is his second year. He played four games last year as opposed to Sam's one. I, I still think that it's way too early to tell. I just think Sam has a stronger arm, smarter, just better Strong, in every yeah. way, really. Stronger arm for sure, but I wouldn't say... I, actually, I'd probably say pocket agility is probably equal, but... I think Sam's just a better better quarterback. Yeah. Better, better, better mentality, better leader. Yeah, better. he's a captain for a reason. Yeah. I mean... Desmond, I don't know. I, I just I don't, I don't think he has a strong arm. He's, you know, he's somewhat athletic, but... And if he's if he has those limitations, he has to be sharp mentally. But he's not even showing that. Like, no. you know what I mean? No. Obviously, he's young. He's very young. But and it's weird. Forgive. It's weird to see. Like last week, he won them the game single handedly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then now he lost them at single handedly. So we want to see consistency, and that's probably the most difficult position in all of sports to be consistent at when yeah. you actually break it down. But just not a good performance by. The Falcons in general, and Bajan has been silent, bro. I, mean, I just you wish you, you wish you wish you had a little bit more of him, a little bit more carries, a little bit more receptions. I get it; they're trying to keep him fresh, but he's your best player on offense. Like my, I think he no, no doubt he's the best player on offense. Yeah, he's the best player probably on the team. On the team, yeah. Um, oh yeah, for, yeah. For, for, for breaking it down, yeah, for sure. And um, you just want a little bit more out of him, you know. And I just think that comes down to play calling. But, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this game? I know this is kind of two teams that are probably in the same tier in power yeah. rankings. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but still a hard-fought game by young quarterbacks. Good by the commanders, for I, sure. I, I think so, too. But, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this game? I think this was just another one that added on to the week of just... Mediocre yeah. quarterback play. Just mediocre play all around. It was just such an odd week in the NFL. And this was just another one of those games. The third game so far that we've covered already where the losing team had almost, if not double, than the winning team in yardage. The Falcons actually had more than double what the Commanders had offensively. And they they still found a way to lose this game. The Commanders didn't even have 200 yards of total offense. How do you not have 200 yards of total offense, put up 24 points and still win? Picks, turnovers, that's it. You know, like, (laughs) it's insane. That's just... And that's all because of who you have playing at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And Bijan still had his touches. I mean, any game that Bijan gets under 20 touches, you're asking yourself, okay, what are we doing? We just put the seventh overall pick on this guy. Why are we not getting him 20, 25? Even though we want to try to preserve him, it's, we still invest a lot in this guy. He had you got to win these games now. He, no. he had 18 touches and still didn't even do much with those 18 touches. And a lot of it is probably due to play calling, like you alluded to. And just that pass game, you know, they're not really There's, there's no threat there. Yeah. yeah. So whenever there's no passing game, they just load the box. It makes especially, the running game harder. Especially yeah. a front seven like and vice that. versa. But anytime that he's still, he's still got 18 touches, and you're still yeah. expecting over 100 yards plus out of I 18 agree. touches from Bijan. And I don't even think we got more than 55, 60 from him. And that's just not going to win any games being the Falcons team right now with what you have going on offensively at the quarterback position. But overall, just a snooze fest of a game. Yeah. I didn't even really pay attention to it, and I didn't miss much. So, Brandon, so I, I have one thing about to say about the Falcons. I know you're very high on Arthur Smith. You think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. But I saw a choice of him this game that made me really scratch my head. 
And it was that two-point conversion he went for. Are, are you aware of what he did? No. So I'm you see the score is 24-16? Yeah. I think they had, it was 24 to 8, I want to say. No, it was 24 to 9, that's what it was. They scored, so it would be, if they could, it would be 24 to 17, right? Instead, they went for 2, didn't get it, so it was 24 to 16. And then if they scored, it means they would have to go for, uh, for 2 mm-hmm. again. I was like, I don't know, it's just a questionable move to me. Like, I was sitting there watching it with, with you know, friends and stuff. We were all sitting there like, oh, what are you doing? Like, maybe do this next time, not now. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you kick the field goal, kick the field goal now. If you want to go for two, do it next time you score for the win. Like, why go for two now? And now, you, now you have to go for two the next time. Like, take, I don't know. Take the free point with Young Hurt. Right. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. I was sitting there. I was like, okay, Arthur. Like, you know, I try to give you a chance. You know, Brandon, Brandon you're high on him. But like, I try to give him a chance. And I don't know. I just, I just see... Stuff like that. It's kind of just boneheaded. And I'm sure you saw his reaction to the Desmond Ritter pick. It's like, I don't yeah. know. I, um, I, think he, I think he's a good coordinator. I think he's a great coordinator. But I don't know. I, head coach-wise, he hasn't proven much, in my opinion. I think he's the reason that they're so competitive and the reason that they've actually pulled out some of these games that they mm-hmm. have in the last year and a half or so. But he's just, look what he has at disposal. We all feel the same way about Desmond Ritter. Trevor a little bit higher than most of us. But... I mean, there's still an excuses, inexcusable moments and things. You look at this team and you look at the job he's doing. Like, are you still have the weapons you have with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and we're still not even seeing Kyle Pitts use the right I mean, way. He's you know? played a good past two in weeks. The last but... couple of weeks has been great, but I mean, Johnny Smith has been outproduced him all season. That should not be the case. No, no, not at all. And stuff like that definitely inexcusable. Like I said, I didn't even see it. I'm not aware of it, so I don't really have too much to speak on it. But I just. Being a being friends with someone who's a diehard Falcons fan, I've been sort of force fed a lot of Falcons information and content more than I've probably wanted to. Um, especially meeting up with him at like local beefs and wing houses. He's there, Falcons games on. We're gonna be watching it, listening to what he has to say. And there was just I don't I haven't really been sort of as observant on the decision making of Arthur Smith. It's just what sold me on him is just sort of the culture that he's built and I how agree. everybody yeah. sort of is bought into his vision and plays for him every single moment of every single snap, and they're in every game. I mean, there's even been times this season they've been down um, multiple touchdowns going into the second half, late fourth quarter, and they've just sort of scratched and crawled their way back in it. And a team that you wouldn't really give a chance to scratch and claw their way back in it, given like what the we know they Packers have. Packers you know? game especially. Yeah. Came out so, of nowhere. So that I mean that's some of the things that like especially at this point I mean he's in, I think he's in year three now with them, um, yeah stuff like that can't really be but I until he really has an answer at the quarterback position no it is yeah. but I, will he ever get a chance I mean who probably knows? not you know but I mean my I'd have to see that yeah but my opinion on him still relatively the same to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into this next game I know you're probably gonna cover a little bit of it. Probably on the Windy City mm-hmm. reports. Um, I don't know if you're going to do a pre-game or a post-game. Yeah, that'll, that'll be coming out in the next day or so. So but be aware for that. This game, man, this was a disappointing game. It was. It was. Both uh, sides. The Chicago Bears traveled to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Well, this was in Chicago. Oh, this was in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota Vikings travel into Chicago and play the Chicago Bears and win 19-13. to <laughs> Um, just, just uh, this was a game I actually was seeing some like just overall low lights from when I was watching yeah. the forty nine like forty nine ers game. They were just flashing in this game, 
and it was not not good no. um, on either side of the ball. I think I actually did. I predict this to be a tie. I think so. <laughs> like I'm not like damn. I picked the Bears. It disappointed me. Picked them in a parlay too. I yeah. That's <laughs> the the Vikings. Never again. <laughs> the Vikings. Here we go. They won another. They won another one score game. Yeah. Ugly. They shouldn't have won this game. No, they shouldn't have. Justin Fields, obviously injured, potentially out four to five weeks, I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have more information on that, Brandon, but um, their backup, uh, Badgett. Badgett? He, you know, Look, I he know. He played better than oh, he did. Oh, he I know he good. had some, you know, mistakes and turnovers, but, you know, that's he was thrust into, into action, you know, unknowingly yeah, against... He... I'll put, this out, I'll put this out there now. He told the coaching staff before he went in, like, look, I'm ready. Put me in here and call this game the same way that you would be calling it if Justin was still mm-hmm. in here. Like, don't hold me back. Don't let me go in and hinder what you're going to do. If he makes a mistake, he, he's told him. Him, he told him, like, I know the offense. I know everything. And that's been something that's been consistent about this kid since the season started is his work ethic and his attention to detail and the work that he puts in off the field as far as in the in the film room and taking notes and learning the offense that's all been consistent about him and he's touched on the moment ever coming because there's been times in conferences leading on it was more so preseason early this season where questions sort of like Justin Fields might be getting hurt Mm-hmm. Case in point, with his running ability, something it was a question along those lines. If for whatever reason, worst case scenario, you're thrusted into action, like what are your preparations? Why do you feel like you're gonna be ready? And that was all sort of things I just listed off. So I've I was confident in him going in from the moment that I saw Justin Fields walk off the field holding his throwing hand, and I knew he wasn't coming back. Yet. Yeah. Um. And look, it is Run what it is. First down, right? You heard it. Uh, no, he was just fucking trying to scramble away from a yeah. sack and tried. If he would have just took the sack, I don't think he would have hurt it, but he was trying to get rid of it. Young quarterback mistake, you know. Well, I mean, I don't really, I wouldn't really call it a mistake. I mean, no. he had he had a receiver in the flat and he was just trying to yeah. make the play and throw it to him and he just landed awkwardly. I just, I'm just saying, like, if he would have tucked it and just took the yeah. sack, because he threw it as he was falling down. If he would have just took it, his hand just wouldn't have landed that way. Yeah. So he tried to throw it so his hand landed awkwardly. I would have more so called it a mistake, but. Something that happens in the game of football, freak accident, but, I mean, Badgett coming in was the only positive in this yeah. game. And him and Deontay really? Foreman. Deontay Foreman looked great. It was our first, really, ta- it was our first taste of him all season. He's been a healthy scratch pretty much all season so far. Was hurt week one and two, but has, since then has been a healthy scratch. But there was probably four to five runs this game where he's just a shoelace tackle away from breaking like a 60, 70-yard run to the house. Mm-hmm. Like, he just looks so explosive, so fresh, obviously not playing you would expect him to be. Uh, but this is what we've been wanting to see out of him coming in to supposedly be RB2. I mean, everyone sort of saw his sort of uh, his uh, moments of brilliance with Carolina filling in when CMC was gone. Did a little bit of it with Tennessee as well, filling in for Derrick Henry when he was hurt. Um, but he was the only bright spot up until Badgett came in. Then the ball started getting moved down the field. I mean, something that we didn't see all game. And, yeah, he had the, the strip sack, or, well, he more so just got hit as he threw, and the ball came out, was picked up, returned for a touchdown, ended up being the difference in the game. Then he had the pick that was a duck at the end of the game. Everyone was clowning him all over Bears Facebook and Bears Twitter, but you can clearly see that the pressure, as he stepped into yeah. the throw, the pressure got pushed into him. 
And Cole Komet even came on CHGO, which is, the, I would say, the biggest and most known Bears podcast slash show. He's on, he, Cole Komet has a weekly appearance on there, and he came on and said, that's what happened. Like, if someone on the field right next to you is saying that's what happened, that's what fucking happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you can't really put that too much on him. He was thrusted into action, trying to make the most out of something. Thought, yeah, and, like, was yeah, actually, and was actually giving us a chance to win the game. We had a chance to win the game with him, and we were actually seeing. And the thing is, he might be actually able to play. Actually, I wouldn't even say might. He plays a quarterback position better than Justin Fields does. He's able to read a defense better than Justin Fields. He's able to Which take the snap. He's able to take the snap. He's not more talented than Justin, yeah. but he can read defenses and make decisions a lot quicker than Justin can. As a UDFA, was is was crazy because Fields is what a third year starter now. Yep. Yeah. Well, second year starter, third year in the league. Um, so who started over in first year? And uh, we still had a uh... fuck. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, the, the, we had somebody. I'm gonna look it up now. But overall, just a really disappointing performance. It sums up what the Bears have been yeah. in recent history. Just two, one to two great weeks at the highest of the highs, and you see the lowest of lows. Where you're starting to question: Is this really an NFL team? Right. <laughs> but this next game. Um, and feel free to interject with that knowledge of who that quarterback was yeah. that started over Justin Fields. But uh, this is a game we can gr- gloss over. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Oh yeah, it was uh, Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Who was oh, before. ew. Jeez. It was just for, uh, ew. Rookie, that was his rookie season. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it's like the, the way it is. Yeah. Anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, the Jags won, um, beat the Indianapolis Colts thirty-seven to twenty. Just a dominating performance. Gardner had three picks. Yeah. Probably one of the worst quarterback performances of the year, honestly. Yeah, I would agree with that. He looked rattled. This was supposed to be a revenge game, but no, no, no. He's supposed to be that solid vet, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. <laughs> they look like they might not even win a game with him if he plays well, like they'll, this. They'll win some games. Definitely win some games. They'll have better days. This was sure. not convincing, though. No. no. But the Jacks are a good team. Very good team. Losing Richardson for the year, definitely... Hurts the Colts and demoralizes probably the offense and the younger players. The upside of the offense, really. Exactly. Anything you wanted to add on that, Brandon? More so, just more Travis Etienne brilliance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. touchdowns in two weeks. Um, carrying my fantasy team at the moment. Started out 0 and three. Now I'm three and three. Shout out to him. He's oh, okay. What about, what about in that 0 and six league? Did you win? Or 0 and five? Did you win last week? Um. I wasn't on five in any league. Are you in the one mm-hmm. in the one I was in the one I'm in? I thought you were. I was. I start, That's the one I was talking about. I started out on three. Okay, okay. I thought I you kept out, losing. Okay. No, 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 no. I started out on okay. three. Now I'm, I'm back to three and three. Nice. Yeah. So looking to go four and three this week. But Trevor Lawrence had a little bit of a knee injury, banged up. Reports mm-hmm. are looking like he's still good to go for Thursday. As of now, I fucking hope so because he's the. I love only, watching him play. He's the only quarterback in my roster right now. <laughs> um, but. My biggest takeaway from this, not even the whole Gardner Minshew part of it, coming back to Jacksonville and them just sort of knowing everything there was to know about them yeah. and sort of playing it that way, was that like this Jags offense, and I'm going to keep saying it, still is yet to really scratch the surface. They're still scratching the surface of what they can really I become. Agree. And a lot of it is just with Trevor Lawrence right now. There's, I don't know what it is, but he's just not able to just fucking burst through the ceiling for lack of better terms, you know? Mm. Pause. But I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's just time so bombs, many so weapons at his disposal. 
Travis Etienne playing the way he's playing. I mean, and I'm not even saying this like Trevor Lawrence has been playing bad either. He's been playing really good, efficient football. He just hasn't sort of been playing to that level that he, I mean, we're expecting him to be. You know, number yeah. one overall pick compared just to Andrew right. Luck type of fucking prospect Andy. coming out of college. You know, like we're expecting this guy to be a perennial MVP candidate up there with Pat Mahomes. You know, but you're still early, so very well. No, see, yeah, I'm yeah, not saying yeah. he's not going to. I'm just saying like. I'm saying so this, season, this season yeah. he could do that. Yeah, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this is what the, my whole point off this is saying. Like, we're still yet to see that from him, and they're still mm-hmm. winning the game that yeah. they're winning. You know, they just beat the Bills last week. Yes, it was in London, this and that, a lot of factors, but, but a win's a win. still beating yeah. the Bills. Got another divisional win. Swept the season series against the Colts now. They're good and, position. They're in very good position. And, if, and then that's all they got to do is just win the divisional games. Make they already have a win over the Bills. They're, they're going to be a top two, top three seed this this off, this season, you yeah. know? I agree with that. This next game, though, <laughs> we can gloss over. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, take on the Miami Dolphins and lose 42-21. to Hey, Miami got up, or Miami went down 14 Yeah, nothing, yeah, dude. Panthers were up 14 nothing. They had <laughs> it for a long. second. Then yeah. last they, they had it. They had the they, victory in their they sights. They had hope. And then they saw them score one touchdown. I'm like, okay. Uh, that's what and then Tyreek Hill scored yeah, another yeah, more touchdown. Like, okay. and then <laughs> and Raheem Mostert scored four more touchdowns. Right. And, uh, okay, this yeah, he had like another this. 50 points of fantasy. Dude, every fucking week there's it's a so Miami stupid. running back that has three touchdowns. It's so stupid. It's insane. And honestly, the Panthers are the worst team in football. Yep. The Dolphins probably are, you know, in conversation to be the best. Yeah, so they that's, definitely are. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's something that you could easily put at your number one in your power rankings. And I'm sure that's across the national media's grand consensus. Like, okay, the Dolphins are mm-hmm. they're legit this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be competing, rightfully so. You just hope, they don't, you, you just hope you don't see that Bills game uh, when they play the Bills uh, anymore. No. And I don't think we will. I really don't. I just, I just love the Dolphins' like philosophy. They're like how fast they are. Mike, Mike McDaniel's is young. He's fun. He, he wants to fucking use his weapons like fucking Madden, and he does. I fuck with that, you know, like. But he doesn't lose sight of what's important either. No, he doesn't. The, the, the tiny little details, the gritty things. He still whether like, it's with the team as a whole and working with that group of men, or when it comes down to the play calling and the scheme and how they run things as an offense, dude, like. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but I saw it earlier today. He was asked a question about, like, do you, there's, everyone is starting to say, like, any quarterback can play in the, under this offense, under this scheme, with you, Mike McDaniel as head coach. And he's like, y'all are going to make me push this fucking podium over in such a Mike McDaniel's way that he would say. And he's like, my answer to that is, Okay. Who the f cares yeah. if any quarterback can play in right. this game? Right, they have, this is they a team, have Tua. And he alluded, and not even that, but he alluded to how this is a team game. For Tyreek to be doing what he's doing, for Jalen to be doing what he's doing, the everyone has, has a team. To block for Tua. Everyone as a team has to work as a whole, as a unison. So he doesn't lose sight of what's important, even though yeah. it's we. It is what it is with this team. You know, he's low key a good leader. Very good. I leader. love him, man. Yeah. And I, I think I think he's at, he's at an age where like he can relate to the players. You know, like he's one of the boys. He is. And in a sense, yeah, that's a guy you grab a beer with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, a blunt with or something. Yeah, absolutely. This <laughs> next blunt with you. He was on the side. Oh, yeah, he, he was in the playoff game, bro. When he had to start Skylar Thompson, he was ripping that vape because he was stressing. He was just one of the. He boys, was tra- He had Skylar Thompson in taking snaps. Yeah. I'm scared too. Shit. Rookie though. You know, shout out to Skylar Thompson for no reason. Um, but this next game we can talk about here is a game I just want to talk about over. and say <laughs> score line too, and then we can forget about it because I hate both of these teams. Not personally. <laughs> I agree. 
But they just suck. I hate the they, coaches. They're not fun to watch at all. Everything about this. Oh, the yeah. New England Patriots take on the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> shout out to Jeff, by the way. We're not trying to always shout out to Jeff. Jeff. Always shout oh, out to like Jeff. seriously, if you ever hear us speaking, if you have a pulse, you need to know who Jeff is. And hey, if I'm on the Raiders, out. if I'm on the Raiders, just know shout out to Jeff. Yeah, seriously. But they, the Raiders won. I, they, they, they did. They, they, they did. Fun. I was shocked. I thought they were going to lose by forty or Tie? something. I was shocked. Tie zero to zero. <laughs> but twenty-one seventeen. I guess there had to be points. Uh, Mac Jones is Mac Jones. He literally looks like Big Mac Jones. You know what? He he had a nice dime to Devontae Parker. Nice dime that would have won him the game right through his hands. Yeah, too bad, dude. But right. like, it's just nice dime. But that's the story of him, bro. Yep. Now I do want to put a very, very cool part about this game out there. So my stepdad, Dean, shout out to him. He took the uh, took the Raiders in this game. It was uh, minus three, and he mm-hmm. won. By, he, he, the Raiders covered that spread on that safety at the end of the game uh, to get that three because they were only going to win by two. They were going to win by two, no and he way. was pissed. We were in the kitchen, we were watching. He's no like, way. "No fucking way!" No, no, that's good. Like he, yeah, he yeah, I know, like, I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they were like, "Bro, no fucking way! I'm going to lose this because they scored the Patriots scored a touchdown with like three minutes left. It was nineteen to ten, made it nineteen seventeen. He's like, "Fuck, Damn. Bro, no way! I just missed it on that." And I forgot what ended up happening. I think, I think the Raiders got the ball back and just like pinned them deep or something. I don't know what happened. But then somehow Max Crosby got a safety, and he's the one that got a penalty that led to the Patriots touchdown that was going to blow the fucking bet. Then <laughs> he made up for it to cover the spread. Yeah, he his jersey. It was a, it was yeah, yeah. It was it was a dope yeah. moment. So that I mean that's the only bright spot. I don't know. I think he added it in a parlay. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if the parlay ended up hitting or not, but. That's cool, though. Only bright spot from this game. If he won yeah. money up that, you got to get Max Crosby's jersey for sure. For sure. But um, this oh, next... Also, I'm sorry, oh. I want to shout out Michael Meyer as well. Yeah, um, yeah. tight end from Notre Dame. Had uh, his, his best game and his most involvement. Had like 60 snaps in this game. Wow. So, had five catches, 75 yards. That so. needs to maybe think about Using elevating more. him a and, little yeah, bit. Yeah, so shout out to him. Keep your eye out for him. Fighting Irish guy, tight end you, so I, I didn't want to let that Baby go over as well. And shout out to Mama, I'm sure she'll appreciate that little yeah. a little pinpoint uh, of a Notre Dame boy out there making some plays. But moving forward to a game I'm just going to gloss over yeah, again, yeah. the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> lose to the Los Angeles Rams 26-9. to Hey, great yeah. first half, dude. 9-6, yeah. Yeah. fuck yeah. Bro. Cardinals competed. But like, they, this is... Them every game, yeah, and yeah. they just fall off in the second half. Kyron Williams keep... is going to be out for a number of weeks, which sucks. Uh, Can the Rams keep a running back for two weeks consecutively? Is it possible? Do you guys think that's actually humanly possible for the Rams to act like they're cursed since Gurley? But they, they, they also lost. They also lost uh, Ronnie Rivers, aka Roland Rivers. Yeah, yeah Roland Rivers, <laughs> actual Pittsburgh Mauler legend. <laughs> In the USFL, uh, <laughs> essentially the Big Ben of spring football, <laughs> one, one of the guys out there that you, I'm, I'm going to shut up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the Rams, I mean, Puka Nakui said two catches for 20 yards, but Stafford still being able to put up these numbers and like at least win them games, I don't I don't think he had a crazy game this, this week, but... Um, no, not by any means. Cooper Cup, right back to what mm-hmm. he's doing, seven catches, 148 yards, touchdown. Puka Nakua had four catches for 26 yards. Oh, okay. 
So still, they, but they won though. Like yeah. Saved by, but by still, a good those amount. are monster numbers to Cooper though. Yeah, it was more so just Tyron Williams carried them in the run game. Had eight yards per carry, 160 yards, oh and a touchdown, and just well, got hurt. Why did he get hurt after the game? It was it was like right at the end, dude. No. It was so unfortunate. And at that point, like, Brutal. you're up 20, yeah, 21 yeah. 9. Like, pull the guy that's been eating all game out. Like, get him some rest. But that's just one of those things where, like, the running back position, my it's God, it's a, it's, a, it's a revolving door, and there's not enough talent yeah. out there. Yeah. There's really not. Same with the offensive like, line. I agree. But I feel like with the offensive line, you have a more possibility of recovering from injury, like, in due time. Yeah. But when it's running backs, it's like, oh, fuck, you already know it's something important, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm knocking on wood for all running backs out there. Um, stay healthy. But the Rams, another 20-plus point win. You know, you, you can't... Not quite. Not oh, quite. well, I mean, like, they got over 20 points. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Um, Like, you, you can appreciate it. I think their offense is somewhat back to that no, form. No, it's good. It's but, very good. Uh, I just think it's Sean McVay, like still utilizing and, and Stafford, milking Stafford yeah. for every ounce of football he has left. No pause. Let's just keep mm. it going. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're a top ten offense, so yeah, yeah. I, I I can see that. I I wouldn't have actually guessed top ten. I would have figured like top fifteen. I think they're going into the bye this week now, aren't they, Rams? I believe so, actually. Um, we'll check that when we go over our okay, predictions. Right. No, they're not. They're, they play Pittsburgh this week. Okay. Oh, okay. They don't have a, a bye for another that's like, four right. weeks. The Texans are going into the bye. That'll that's be right. a good game, yeah. the Rams versus Pittsburgh. Yeah, right now they're seventh overall offense right now. LA is. Huh. The next game, though, is a game that we can probably talk about for my mom and pop's sake. Uh, the Eagles took their first loss of the season to the New York Jets, 20-14. to I would not have expected this by any means, but the Jets do have a very good defense. Uh, in my personal opinion, the Philadelphia Eagles kind of just, they have a lot of jitters in their pass attack. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, but Jalen Hurts, like, and I was watching Dan Orlovsky break it down a little bit. Um, he's like, he's not comfortable in the pocket. Hmm. Like, he was breaking it down, like, how flat-footed and, like, straight and narrow. Like, his back is facing the fucking end zone when he's throwing, bro. Yeah. Like, he is about to take off, and he's make, he's launching these throws with no mm-hmm. hitch, no actual mechanics, and it's really affecting everything. His mm-hmm. accuracy, his throw power, everything. I'm, we're seeing more picks out of him, and guys are getting frustrated, um, and it's really coming down to the fact that they can't use DeAndre Slift like they were uh, excuse me, DeAndre Swift, like they were, you know, the first couple weeks of the season. He's like that. He's like a he's like a, a rabbit in a in like a track race, mm-hmm. like those laps, like the five hundred or whatever. Yeah. Like a guy that gets off like and goes really quick for the first like two laps of the race and then just dies off. <laughs> and, and like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I don't know. Like, he's not sustainable. Yeah. You know. And he never has been in his career. No. He had, like, his rookie year was okay, but, like, he's never proven to be that, and I feel like they put too much on that and, and too much on him, and it's really not helping to balance out the offense, and you saw that. It's struggling, but what are your guys' thoughts on this? I want to talk about the Jets, man. That that defense is something else. We're talking this, about the Browns, just, but this is a Jets that... Oh, it's right up there with This them. isn't new to us, though. No. This, we knew this was a Super Bowl-winning defense. But like, they, they just... They, they've they've played well against Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. Who else have they played? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. Like, they've been through tough, tough games, and they're 3-3. Three and three. Like, yeah. The playoffs is not out of the picture for this team, even with Sackles. He's playing better. 
He's playing pretty pretty decent, like pretty yeah, good, I must he, say. Like, against the no, Chiefs, I yeah. Good. He, he, I was still that was he's his, playing like shit. Like he's playing better though. He's definitely playing better. Against he's, the he's Chiefs, yeah. that was probably the best game I think I've seen him play. This game he followed it up with one of his worst right after. Yeah, the end. this just, game wasn't great, but like he, he won the game. He's not, as long as you're not losing the game, exactly. Him, yeah, yeah. You're not counting on. I mean, the Eagles, they're a run-first offense. We yeah. know that. That's their identity. And they're going to run for 250 yards a game, and that's going to put Jalen Hurts in positions to succeed. Yeah. That's what the formula was last year. Uh, but now there's more film on it. Teams are starting to adapt and sort of play to that, and that's what the Jets did this week. They pretty much just cut out the run game, and they made Jalen Hurts beat them, and he couldn't, and that's what it came down to. I, I, if I was a Jets fan, I, and even a player, uh, just – People in the organization on the, in the Jets, I would just feel so robbed of this year of having this defense. Like this team is set up to win now. Like this, it's a, and this Rodgers is gone. It's just like they're getting. Rings. I feel so robbed. They're getting rings of Dude, Rodgers. I know that feeling, bro. That's that's genuinely how I felt about the 2018 Bears team mm-hmm. with when Eddie Jackson was at his prime, mm-hmm. when we just traded for Roquan Khalil Mack, Smith. Roquan Smith was at his prime. The team hates was still playing mm-hmm. good. Um, Eddie Goldman, all Eddie the, Goldman, all the bro. And that's when Eddie Jackson was getting like five fucking pick sixes a year, dude. He was just a defensive touchdown machine. And it was just wasted because we had inept offensive play. And there's just talk about Rodgers coming back this year. And I would love to see him come back, but I don't I don't know. I don't think I want to see him back this year. Dude, there's people saying, oh, he'll be back in a few weeks. That's just No, 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 no. And I've heard like week 15, the earliest. Yeah, that's the more like... But like pragmatic, I don't look know. optimistic. But I don't like, know, bro. It's funny because you saw the video of him on the sideline throwing. Yeah, and everybody's just sharing like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll see him in pads in two weeks playing." Nah. Like, dude, what are you even doing at this point? Nah. You can just everybody knows you're just trying but, to get clickbait. What he's doing though is amazing. Like, oh, seems, like it's a ama- like it's some pretty crazy. And he called it too. He's like, yeah. I'm, "I'm doing, I'm doing." What what did he say? He's like off the off the off the record. We're like. He's doing his own method to cure this, and look what he's doing already. Yeah, sort of. The, I mean, all you gotta do is just watch the weekly episodes yeah. on Pat Maddie. He They talk about it all the time. Um, Cam Akers had a very similar um, type of procedure. He tore his Achilles. He was back in five months. Um, he had the same procedure done that Aaron Rodgers is doing, but Aaron Rodgers just sort of dove into it at the only way that Aaron Rodgers would. So if Cam Akers would come back from it in five months... The way that Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I'm saying, the way Aaron might be attacking him, bro, he might genuinely be back in three, bro. Because he told, I believe it might be the same doctor that did it on Cam Akers. He told him, like, look. I think Kobe as well. Yeah, and Kobe, and he said, let's do this, but let's really fucking test this to the limits. Like, I want you, like, I'm giving you the full okay to test this to the fucking Mm -hmm. maximum extreme limits that you can, and we're going to see if this is fucking possible. I mean, what do you have to lose if you're Aaron at this point, you know? He's, his, he's making his money. Yeah. You're a four-time MVP. You've already got one Super Bowl. Like, you really... If if he does have the chance to come back this year, I would really prefer him to be amazing. I'm all for it, bro. That'd be amazing. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Anyone's all for it. I, like, I'd only be all, on all for it if, 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 it's, if it's okay with, like, any do- every doctor that checks it out. Like, I don't want him to get hurt again. I don't. I really no, don't. Yeah. But I think... You're robbed, bro. If he does come back in week 15 or something... It's a perfect time to throw him in the, playoffs. the rest of the week, the rest of the remaining weeks, and he can get warmed up for playoffs. But they kind of have to be in a in positive position. Push, yeah, yeah. If I Zach think, Wilson just I has to get him there, be, bro. I think and I, I, I do think Zach Wilson can get better as the season goes on. I want to see it for Rodgers' sake. I want to see them in a position where Rodgers can come back. 
if he does, and lead him there. You know, just, when, just get him there. You know what I mean? When Rodgers inevitably retires, and if Zach Wilson somehow still has a fucking job, and he is somehow still going to be called upon to be the starting quarterback week one of a new season, uh, and he is like shown no <laughs> progression. He's like 25 or 26. After like week one, if he throws like two picks, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, like, already, I'm already, I'm already done. I'm already done. Yeah. I've been <laughs> done with him, but I think he's a bust. I think he's one of the biggest busts of all time. No pause again. Take that, y'all. But <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I, I just, I don't know how anyone could have faith in him. I know that he has this win on his fucking stat sheet now, but it wasn't him winning the game. It was the defense. Yeah, the defense. It, the defense has won them every fucking soft. game. So he has the Bills win on his stat sheet. No, that wasn't him. No, he actually doesn't because Aaron Rodgers got the start. So Aaron Rodgers gets the W yeah, on the statue. I mean, officially, but still. He's the one Technically, that guys. Those. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you can just be a dick Public about policy. It. <laughs> <laughs> just bought out about it. But, um, okay, I think we've... Like, but I have one more thing oh, I want to say. say um, you, know, you know how you're saying, like, what does he have to lose? Though, like, I, I kind of saw that in a way. as like, what does he have to lose? Like, he's 39 years old. He, he Maybe he's like... He's like I need to come back this year. Like, the, what if that's yeah. his mentality? Like? I think I think it is. What if I mean, it's he's like, never going to have another chance? What, what if it's saying, his yeah. last year? No, he already has coming back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he that's just... At like 45. That's like still a story. This season is a story in itself. We're going to see a documentary on in like five years. Um, but, and, and it's cool that we're talking about it and we can listen back to this and everyone out there can listen back to this as well and just be like, oh, damn, okay. That was going on back then. But... Mm-hmm. Let's move on to this next game. This was the final, not final, but this was the, the final 4 o'clock time slot game we're going to be talking about on October 15th. Uh, the Detroit Lions go into Raymond James Stadium and take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and annihilate them. Doesn't look like it on the score sheet, but let but me just, let me, let me read it. Like, I have stats memorized about this game. I This game was amazing to watch. The Lions won 20-6 without David Montgomery, pretty much. He only played, like, the first quarter, got injured. Craig Reynolds came in, and our rush attack still wasn't there. Like, you can look at it, and it still was not there. Who won them the game? It was Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff outplayed Baker Mayfield in every f- every imaginable aspect of the quarterback <laughs> position. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 2-for-17 on third down. The defense showed up. We have still guys out. Brian Branch is still out. We have Josh Pascal still out, and guys are still getting there. Aiden Hutchinson was quiet, but you know who wasn't? Guys like John Kaminsky were still creating pressures. We didn't really get too many sacks or like one of those big games like that, but we did upset those big shots down the field. Tracy Walker as well. Tracy Walker. I, I, t- I was talking about him earlier. He's just a guy that, if you ask Caden, bro, for these three years, even Logan, a guy I've been talking about just forever. You know, he had a really good 2021 season. And then obviously got injured in 2022 in week four and had to battle back into the lineup because we got younger talent, better talent in my opinion. But if he can be that overachiever, and he's proven me right in every aspect because he's played exactly how he left off in week four of last year. He's still just as good, if not maybe even slightly better, but I still think Kirby Joseph has the slight edge on him because of youth, some speed factor, but... Tracy Walker probably has him in strength. I mean, I've seen Tracy Walker lay some dudes out. Chris Godwin got decked by him, bro. That was a big hit. But I, I can't talk about it enough. I'm seeing more and more love and for Jared Goff in the national media. And I, well deserved. I don't think that there's anything... Like, obviously, as a Lions fan, the whole team played fucking well and competed. And I think you put them against the Niners, the Eagles, they, they beat them. I, I really do. 
people can argue that, but I, I just see a dog fight. That's I see sure. it. I, I really do believe hey, that this is probably the, the best fans team. Too. Oh yeah, that that victory lap that Jared Goff took, dude, with all the Lions fans it was at a Raymond James Stadium. Sea of blue. That was beautiful. They were everywhere. That was the Packers at Lambeau, they were everywhere. They mm-hmm. it was like a lower bowl of Ford. Like they're Detroit fans everywhere are waking up because they realize this we've never had this. Mm-hmm. They've only Probably had one playoff win since nineteen fifty seven. This, this well is deserved. their best team ever, what am well, I saying? Well deserved, dude. And it's and it's Lions just, fans deserve it. They they need it. They're mm-hmm. thirsty for it. I am just and to see this like develop to what it is and Amon Ra, St. Brown and Jared Goff having the third best touchdown uh chemistry, like uh only behind since um 2020, I believe, 2021, their first three seasons on the team, um, I think behind Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes. Like, I forget who was linked up or with Stafford. Like I think it was Calvin. Or something and Joe Burrow. I don't think, I think they're, I think they're up there, but Patrick Mahomes was up there with Tyreek. Yeah. Like, they went nuts. And I think it was Ty- Patrick Mahomes again, but like, there was some stat line where just, you see Jerry Goff with like this young team. Probably where Matt Stafford at Cooper Cup. Probably. Yeah. Or I think it was Calvin Johnson, low-key. Mm. But I'm just saying, like, seeing Jared Goff get thrown away to this team for nothing and prove everyone fucking wrong. Like, everyone. Because it's crazy. It's the storyline of the eight. Like, in my opinion, this guy should have won player, uh, comeback player of the year last year, probably, after the 313 in one year. But. Geno won it. I understand the Geno. But I just got to say, I also believe that Jared Goff continues to play like this. They might win MVP because they. You look at their schedule, and MVP is historically given to the quarterback on the number one seed. The Lions are on pace to fucking legit potentially be the number one seed for the NFC. I actually firmly believe this, not even biased like, just based on what I am seeing with my eyes, consistently wise, who is playing the best football at every position. In the NFC, I think the Lions have won. After watching the 49ers and Eagles lose the way they did. I, I think I can say that about the Lions. Who did you the guys Lions, lose to? the Seahawks, but it yeah. was an OT, thirty-seven, thirty-one. Just as the pick six, like that was it. That like, wasn't even in the crucial time. No. That was in the first half. Like, like that was it though. Like, if it wasn't for that, you guys would be six and zero. Maybe, maybe that was, Seattle was playing their ass off in that game. They, they really were. Mm-hmm. But I, I just firmly believe that you put them against any team in the NFC right now, they're they're winning. It's a good, it'll be a dogfight for sure. And the Bucks is a team we thought were like, and we still, I still do. Like they're on the, they're on the rise. Like Baker's trending yeah. up, but this was a setback you see for it, them. No, you see that they're they're definitely a good team, but they're uh, they're a tier under like that yeah. those top teams for sure. You yeah. can see the gap; it's cleared yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I honestly, they as as high as I've been on the Bucks all season, and as much as I do like, they're they're them, a fun team to watch. They are, but That's they're <laughs> they're not, they're flawed. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not what a lot of people think they are. No. I mean, look at who they beat, and, no and look at who their losses, and then see what the actual result is, I mean. It's just like, for us, living where we live, like, it's hard not to root for them. Not, not, not to have fun watching them. Oh yeah. Know? No, shit, I don't, by any means. <laughs> no, I, I love hating on the Bucks, dude. I love the Bucks. They're my third, they're probably like my third favorite team, but... Um, just but I mean, fun to watch. They've, they've beat the Baker's Bears, they beat the Bears, they beat the Vikings, and they beat the Saints. So they played a good. Teams. They played a good team in the Eagles. Lions. They absolutely yeah. got obliterated yeah. and they were shelled themselves. They and played the a Lions. good team in the Lions. They got obliterated and were shelled themselves. They have a combined seventeen points in those two games. Mm. Yeah. And it's 
also they're telling phonies, bro. They're phonies. Who, held, they who held them to a lower point total? The, the Eagles Lions. or the Lions? The Lions, dude. I gotta say, you know, there's some questions. The Bucks and I are think phonies, bro. I, Bucks are phonies, potentially, yes. But I think there's some questions about just overall who the top dog in the NFC is. I think we're going to see that with the Lions going into their bye in two weeks. We play the Ravens. And I think, honestly, that's not even going to be a game. I'm, I'm not even trying to be overly confident, but I, I just think our offense is going to take off. Yeah. Like I, We've beaten stellar teams. We've beaten the top of the, the cream of the crop in the Chiefs. No reason we can't go in there and do the same thing. We've scored 20-plus points in the past like 15 games. Mm-hmm. We're 13-2 and two since Week 9 last year, showing nothing but upside. Like, I don't know what else to say about the Lions after this win, but, like, I'm incredibly excited yeah. about, about it. Like, yeah, there's no reason be. not to be. I mean, it's the, this was one of, like, I know it wasn't, like, a game, but this was this Statement was my win. Yeah, yeah State like And Amon, Amon Ra continues to solidify his case for yeah. a top-five receiver in the NFL. Do you guys see He's that Craig Reynolds block? For for Amon Ra to get there. Did you uh, did you happen to see the clip of from Hard Knocks when they were in the room talking about cutting them, and all the coaches sort of chimed in yeah. as to why they, they, they didn't want to. And, and, and Three years ago, he was on his couch and he was watching Netflix. That's why yeah. we call him Craig Netflix Reynolds. He's a dog. He's something else, bro. And he's been the, with the team for three years. Had to fight for that running back three mm-hmm. spot last mm-hmm. year with Justin Jackson. Yeah. Now uh, look at him now. Yep. His dude, the first his debut snaps of the season last week were three runs, three gashing runs, and then he got the touchdown on top mm-hmm. of it. David Montgomery and Dan Campbell were yelling at him. To stay. He was calling to come off. He, they were like, "Stay on the fucking field." They were telling him to. I, I actually like. I was like, "God damn it!" That's like. That's awesome. We might like, bro. Like, no other team is like this. No, I've not seen a single yeah. team like the, the Lions this year. Coaching wise, the energy wise, who like. Team, no, just like the, a team the, was. It is a full team. They're together. Like you just said. Like, they're, on the, they're, on, they're all on the same page. And that alone can win you double-digit games. Like, they're legit fighting for each other. Like, so like we want a team. The Josh brothers. Reynolds is making the best catches of his career. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what, like, the guys like Craig Reynolds are creating touchdown blocks. Out of them. Yeah. Like, we didn't have our a lot of our rookies in the past two weeks. Jameer Gibbs has been out. It's, it's like it's like your worst player on your team is like better than a lot of teams. Like, and that's better elite. players. That's elite. That's an elite team. Like your like your worst player contributes. You know what I and mean? it's like, better than the Falcons' yeah. starting right guard. Vitae I mean, is better. I, than... I think that's like. Well, what's his name? I think that's Chris Lindstrom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was... <laughs> okay, I thought he was like a tackle, but... Okay. But the point is those Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, Just a bad example. <laughs> like, the, the perfect the bad team, example. The Giants. The, the Giants. Right guard, the Giants yeah. fucking right guard. I don't know how we both went to our teams. Yeah. Well, no, that was the guy that stepped up. That was, that was, he was left guard. Just left guard. Oh. He's still in there. Hell yeah, he came back last week. Off the couch. We'll get into him in this next game, bro. He's... Yeah, we'll get into that game actually right now. But yeah. shout out to the Lions, five and one. I didn't even hey. watch. I didn't even watch this game. You didn't? No, but I was watching the baseball game, dude. bro. If I was they, watching the Rangers. I will say Astros this: game. if the Lions go to six and one, best start to the season ever yeah. for them, yeah. ever. That's and they've not won a playoff game since 1957. Wow, that's that's a lot, man. But we'll move yeah, on. Yeah. We'll move on to this game, which is more poverty in a sense. Just uh, Brandon, you you didn't watch this game. 
I watched, but I Dude. I didn't miss anything. Dude, did, no, you did, bro. This game was this was a good fucking game. <laughs> like it really was. This I saw like, you guys get absolutely screwed. Yeah, we did. But, absolutely screwed. But like this was actually like a good game. I'm like I'm I'm not losing any sleep the, over missing this game. The New York Football Giants <laughs> take on the Buffalo Bills in and, Buffalo. In Buffalo, Sunday lose, night. Lose only by a slim margin. On a some shocking fuck shit. And it was this was some of the worst officiating oh, I've was ever some seen. Fuck shit. But they lose fourteen to nine. Me personally, I, I think we saw besides the second half of the Cardinals game the best quarterback play sure. out the of the best, best, best play as a team. Yeah, and, and the fact that they held Buffalo to fourteen, that's something about the defense. Bro, the defense, the defense. The yeah. defense. And how much of that is attributed to Brian Dable just knowing Josh Allen? I, in that for system? sure, definitely. Probably a lot more than it's actually showing. Yes, yeah, so I agree. It, but still, it's I'm just sort of picking and choosing that his he, defense right now. He did adequately enough play chess against Sean McDermott yeah. to keep it a low-scoring affair. What, what was the whole play call issue in the first half that everyone was... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Explain this, Logan. So, we didn't have a timeout. So, we were on the one-yard line, and there's 14 wrong. seconds left. This was at the end of the first half. End right? of the first half, yeah. There was 14 seconds left. The clock wasn't running. So... Tyrod checks to a run. Like he, he gets on the line, does a little helmet tap thing, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Hodgins doing a little helmet tap thing. That signals run. We run it, Saquon gets stuffed. We, we don't get a playoff. One yard line. Oh, wow. One so, yard line. Dable was fucking screaming at him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Was it supposed to be just a normal pass? Probably, yeah. Probably a little hitch route or a or flat. Right. But then he kicked a field goal. Like, uh, yeah, if it's a complete kick yeah. field goal, yeah. Tyrod checked to a run, and we got stuffed. And they couldn't get up in time no. to, to spike it? I think that also it, wasn't enough time. it also okay. attributes to the fact that Tyrod literally With 14 seconds left. It it, it, it wasn't. You enough can do time. that in Madden. It, it it just it wasn't enough time. Like for all the big ass linemen to get up after a run play, set the ball, get like uh, yeah. I guess if everyone's like bodies on right, bodies on right. bodies, right? It's just it's just, it's, it's just a scrum. Sl- the other yeah. players are just gonna be milking it exactly. out exactly. Right. Even time. before the game, Tyrod Taylor said he was gonna play loose, and yeah. I think that was he also did. a part of him playing loose. He no, actually yeah, tried to saw... make a chess pl- play by himself when he's not he's not that guy. I, I almost wanted to he's say that I almost wanted to say Tyrod Tyrod played better than Dan has all all year because what Tyler's what Tyrod has done different is that like. He was getting the ball out quick. He understood, okay, my offensive line is kind of lackluster. So he was getting the ball out quick, quick, quick. It wasn't anything like, you know, he had no touchdowns. He was racking up production. That's he, all he had. He had 200 yards and, and, and no touchdowns. Like he was converting third downs. He had a nice fourth down conversion on that last, on the, like the last drive or whatever it was that he had. So um, it was uh, Jalen Hyatt who, who's done a little bit more, didn't it's, do too much. Wando Robinson has been a big part. Do you, do you put back in a... a Suspect Dan, or do you, you have build, to? No, or do you no, build you on to. this performance? No, you, you have to. No, you're paying Dan what, what he's paying you. What are they now? One and five. One and five. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. Um, so, but fuck they, it. they asked Dable. They're like, "Is there could be competition?" And Dable laughed at it. He's like, "No, like fuck no." Dan's coming back. Like, yeah, no. But um. But do you think he's gone after this year? We'll see. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um. But, as a uh, as a Giants fan, do you want that? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not it. He's he's not the answer. But he's not the sol- he's not the solution. He's like a Derek Carr. I think yeah, I think he's a little more upside than Derek Carr. But, yeah, I agree, but like yeah. that's what it'll do for the team. Yeah, you know. But um, I just want to give a big shout out to Justin Pugh. He, and I'm sure if you guys are on Instagram or X, you probably saw this, but he literally came straight off the couch. This guy was gone for a year. He didn't. He hasn't played football in a year. Towards ACL in week six of last year on, on the Cardinals. Uh, first round pick of the Giants in 2013. Left in 2017. We didn't resign him. I guess I don't know why we didn't. Uh, thanks, Dave. I'm pretty sure that was Dave Gettleman. Uh, 2017? Maybe, yeah. it was, maybe it was right before. Ben McAdoo? 
It, it might have been right before him. Joe Judge? Been. But even then, it was Jerry Reese. If it was him, not, he dude, also what, fucked us over. What, what, dude, what the fuck did the Giants do, bro? Yeah, but but anyway, but <laughs> this guy, this guy's was begging to come back to the Giants, and then he was a start. He had one practice in a year, and was starting at left guard for us. Starting at left guard, and he was playing good. He played solid. Like he was, it was better than any guard we've had all year. And then Josh Azudu, our fill-in left tackle, went down, and Justin Pugh, who was. Drafted as a tackle, but has very few snaps at tackle in his career. Went to left tackle. Stepped up. He started off rough, which I, I'll say, okay, I expected that. You know, I think he gave up a sack, pressures, whatever. But he, he held up. Yeah. He held up. He did his job. And for a guy that literally came up off the couch, like, <laughs> off the couch. hats off to him. Like, Yeah, shout out. And, and we should have won this game. We, we, we did win this game. The refs fucked us over. Talk about the call. I mean, the call at the end of the game. So I, I just want to talk about our defense real quick. The defense, man. Man, the defense looked good. Xavier McKinney had... Uh, it was one play where he, he shot the gap, timed it perfectly, TFL. Like, perfect fucking safety play. Like, I, I, I watched that play. I'm like, okay, the, this guy's trying to get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Bobby Okereke, dude. That guy is... He, he's just something else. He, uh, I have this uh, graphic pulled up right here. Bobby Okereke's PFF grade this week was 90.8, the fourth, the fourth highest graded linebacker this week. Micah McFadden, the PFF grade was 87.9, the seventh highest graded linebacker this week. So those mm. two were making plays. Yeah. Deontay Banks, I have, I have another stat right here, and I know it's, it's in a losing effort, but like I just want to, I just want to shout out this defense. Deontay, because like Joe Shane has made, he's got good players in here. It's just everything kind of. Just, it's dysfunctional Destroyed, right yeah. now. Um, Deontay Banks has allowed minus 3.6 receptions over expected. I don't even know what that, that, what that means, but it says that is the lowest among all NFL quarterbacks. So like, it's, a, it's a good stat. Like, yeah. He's just playing good fucking ball. But we, we like I said, Dable, like what you guys said before, Dable definitely like gave some insight, but Dexter Lawrence did his thing. Like Dexter Lawrence, Okereke, Michael McFadden, like these Kayvon guys. Thibodeau like, was doing Kayvon, something. yeah, he's, I mean, he had a, one one play where he did not set the edge at all, and I think it was James Cook just literally just ran to the left and gained like thirty yards. And it was like Kayvon, and I watched the play and it went to the replay. and I was like, okay, Kayvon just fucked up the whole edge. And then the announcer said it. And I was like, yeah, like we're going to just fucking set. Like it, it was just a really bad play by him. But he's um, still gonna gr- have some growing pains. Yeah. Do I think you know in retrospect was he worth that pick? Maybe not. Maybe not. He has the upside to be. He does, a but like, look at the impact that Aiden Hutchinson has had. Yeah, but he's he's Aiden Hutchinson. But um, Saquon started off rough, like really rough. Um, so there was a big fight in this game. It was when Buffalo was on the goal line. Um, and so, as you guys have known, like as I said, like I watch most of my games with my friend Cody and his family. Shout out to them. But they're Bills fans, so I started watching this game at home because like I was like, okay, we're gonna get beat by thirty. Like there's no point in watching. And then we were up three to zero, and I called Cody. I was like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Like, Buffalo's offense wasn't doing much, and like, we were just talking shit, whatever." And then we were up six to zero, and then Buffalo was going to kick the field goal, and they, they shanked the field goal, and I hopped in the car instantly and drove to the house. Like, okay, I gotta go watch this game with them. So Glad then, you did. Oh yeah, it, and when, when that fight happened, it was I think Buffalo's on the goal line, and then yeah, so it was a uh, Kayvon and uh, Deion Dawkins got into it. Those two got into it, and then it was like Leonard Williams and Spencer Brown, and then Dexter Lawrence got in there. Josh Allen, like it was a huge, huge brawl, and then like we like both both of us like me and them like the energy definitely like got heightened because of that. Like like it was a fun game to fucking watch, and and the first snap after it all got cleared up, 
Um, I think it was Lat Latavius Murray ran in, almost scored, like an inch away. And then like second play, like like the tension was higher. And second play, Dexter Lawrence, Okereke, and McFadden were just fucking swarmed the ball here. Like they were just going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So, like it, it was, it just got so fun to watch. And then at the end, like that very last play, we were we were all standing up watching it. And like they caught a penalty on the play before. Um, so I get why they didn't call this one, but like I agree with the play call because you have six six Darren Waller. That's what you're paying him to do, and. The run didn't work at the end of the first half, um, but I did want to. Before that, like a couple of drives before, like Saquon, after that fight, Saquon just picked it up out of nowhere. Like he had two runs back to back. We went to like this, this play where we had the, the guard trapping, and like you literally like they're going to the replay, and you're, you're watching the chess. Like you say, like, like you watch the Giants went to this, and it worked three plays in a row. And the next drive they come out, and the Bills just adjust and they shut that shit. Down. Like it's literally like a chess piece game you're watching, and so it was like that the whole rest of the game. The tensions were, the teams were just fighting, fight. Tyrod was doing his thing. Third down conversions, fourth down conversions. The most together I've seen this team all year. And then we get down to that one yard line after the penalty, untimed down. And you guys all saw it. Waller's jersey got dried. His arm got pulled down. He couldn't get that left arm up. And they didn't call it. Terrible no call, I agree. And and there were some bad calls this weekend. Bad call. And, and I love how the NFL has these uh, jokes about the scripts, but we've seen multiple games this year that are getting called by the refs, like this, for example. I agree. And, and even though we lost, I, I was excited with this with this game. Like it, it, it had me more excited than I've ever been as a Giants fan watching this game since probably the Cowboys game, or not the Cowboys game, the um the, the Vikings game last year. True. Um, cause just cause like I was watching with like it was fun to watch with them. And then, like, at, at the end, like, Cody's dad spat me on the arm. He's like, you guys give us a scare right there. And, like, as a Bills fan, like, they didn't expect to be in a fight with this, with this team. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, so, like, so that's why, that's why like, it, it, it was, like, a perfect game to watch with them. Because it was so fun to watch. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I appreciated watching it as a fan. But it just, it could, the only thing that could have been better is if we won that. That's it, though. But best performance we had all year, for sure. Besides the Cardinals game, obviously. But, uh, Brandon, any last thoughts on this game? No, I think you summed it up pretty good, dude. And the final game of week six was the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Cowboys won 20-17. Brandon Staley should be done. Justin Herbert's potential talent is being wasted there by Brandon Staley, in my opinion. This guy should like be in contention. He has, <laughs> he, He's a great quarterback. It's Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. Made some mistakes this game, though. Yeah, but like I feel like he also does not have a clutch gene. I, yeah. I think we also need to start questioning his clutch ability. I agree with you. But I also am going to shout out a name that we all need to know on this fucking podcast by now. The game-winning field goal was kicked by him. Brandon goddamn Aubrey. <laughs> Notre Dame legend. It's perfect. Um, USFL legend. Two for two in USFL championships with the dogs on the challenge. <laughs> uh, Skip Holtz. Along with Alex Magoo. Oh, with Alex, Alex McGoat, excuse you. But uh, you know, the guy that should be starting for the Packers right now, but instead we see Jordan, you know, fool out there. You know. Hey, he's setting records, bro. Oh, yeah. Seven QBR? Alex Magoo would be doubling that. At <laughs> 14 QBR. At least, Go, baby. bro. At least. He's getting 14 at least out of that game, bro. But either way, I I didn't really watch this game, but I know the Cowboys kind of just kept pace. and Chargers choked. Herbert choked. But there was, was bad play Johnson's calls. mid. But there, Quinn, yeah, he is mid, bro. He, he is mid. I, I can't lie. Quinton Johnson is mid. I think it's still too soon to tell. It is. Yeah, you got to give him a chance. Right now. From what I've seen, bro. you got to watch the TCU tape. 
I, I, no, I have. I have. I'm mm. not going to lie. I've done my due diligence. I have actually was I was high on him. Yeah. I wanted the Lions to take him. The injury doesn't do him any service either. Like, there's targets with Michael Williams out that have to be oh, given, and he's not living up to it he's at not. all. He's got to take the opportunity of that. Dude, you know? especially with his limited role. Like, they, you gotta be Zay Flowers role. is a mo- the emerging receiver, player. yeah. And then you have a guy like Quinston Johnson who is, in my opinion, just as physically gifted in his own way. I mean, not as speed wise, but like, bro, he he should be speed. Yeah. he should be high pointing and fifty fifty. Like, dude, start taking shots with him, bro. He is a he is a big dude, bro. Yeah, and especially for a receiver, like, it's gonna be hard for any coverage to kind of like he maintain. Should, him. He should just fill. I mean, ideally, he just fills right into that Mike Williams role. You know, yeah. he's built the same. I think he's, he's a little bit a little bit of a different player. Mike should, is more physical. He should provide the same type of. Aspects of that offense that Mike Williams does, you know. I think he's a little bit more of a rack, and Mike's more of a you know fifty fifty go up and get it type guy. I don't know. For, but Johnson still has he's the, just, he has the a frame, and the, frame yeah. and the ability to do that, and he just has to Coming perform to, to the job that yeah. he's being asked to do. That's what it comes down to in the NFL, and he's just yeah. not doing it. Um, definitely has the talent to do it. So you just you don't know what's going to happen with that. This was a game that it was kind of a snooze fest. Just another one of those yeah. really subpar primetime games, one that you would expect to be a lot better. Justin Herbert was the reason they lost this game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. As high as I am on him, I don't know, man. It's a shame. His career record as a starter is 27-27 and 54 really? games. Yep. And if you take him to the playoff game, he's 27-28. and 28. Um, It's a shame, dude. It, it really shame. is. And I mean, you can only blame so much for on the coaching. And I'm still just as high as it, on him as I've ever been. Same way you guys are. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks yeah. in all of football. He's sure. top 10. Yeah. 100%. Top 7. And he yeah. has the potential to be. I Maybe think, even top 3. I, I think he could be. Like we were talking about Trevor Lawrence being a perennial MVP candidate. I think Justin Herbert could be right there with them, dude. Um, he has all the measurability. Yeah. But that clutch, that clutch part is Something a big part. Is a big part to have. And if you're missing that, man, it's gonna be hard, man. And it's just, it's a shame. And as more time goes on, the more and more it's like, is this just gonna be a Philip Rivers 2.0? Is he the AFC's Dak Prescott? No, 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 no. Like five hundred. No. Like he's no, better. I'm not. I'm not saying like like. Wh- hear me out. Like I'm not saying, like. Player wise, record wise, and stuff. But like, I'm asking yeah. as how he plays the position. I'm not saying the results are the same, but like the team results definitely are. Yeah, like the Chargers, like, the Chargers are like the Cowboys of the AFC, and vice versa. I I would because like they're always good Very in the regular, regular season, season choking the playoffs. The Cowboys aren't losing games because of their coaching decision. Yeah, like, this is, he's not a great coach. No, he's no, they're not, bro. They're no, losing games because Dak is throwing. I mean, I just said this game was on Herbert. Yeah, but, but Herbert's really this, the this was the one time that I've ever seen Herbert lose them this game. Mm. Whenever the Cowboys lose, bro, it's because Dak is losing them games. True. You know, I've seen time and time again where the, the, the decision-making by Brandon Staley it's has awful. lost them the it's game. Awful. I'm not yeah. seeing that from... I'm not saying Mark Harkey's a top-tier coach. I mean, he's still a Super Bowl but champion. Staley's he's still a better. Bad. He's still a better coach than yeah. most. You know, He's still a middle-echelon coach in the yeah. NFL. But so you think if the variable of Brandon Saley changes, then Justin 100%. Fields trends up Justin like a Herbert, thousand. Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin well, Justin Fields yeah. too, but hopefully. But 100%. Justin Herbert, yeah, hopefully 100%. will trend. I mean, because Kellen Moore is a guy that can probably just step up immediately. Maybe. Like if Brandon Maybe. Staley just gets out of there. Like if they fire in week seven, I would imagine Kellen Moore yeah, was told so. before the season, yeah, we might let this guy go. I hope so. Like, Jesus I, Christ. Like hopefully they've informed him so he can bring a staff in place, but... That's a whole thing, cause like you're gonna mix it up if they do this year or maybe after the season. I would prefer, 
But yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Like, I I think Justin Fields is getting wasted there. Justin Herbert, Herbert. I keep saying <laughs> Fields, bro. I'm so sorry. Justin Herbert is his talent's getting wasted there. You said he's a 500 quarterback, below 500 in all games total, but he doesn't play like that. No. Like he has insane attributes to his game. He's a monster cannon of an arm. The one that sticks with me is that throw against the Giants. Like when we had Joe Judge, he just threw it a like. You know, Bazooka and Madden, it was it was a, that type of throw. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> That's what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. But he's also agile. He yeah. has speed. He can run. He, he yeah. has those feet. He's like a souped up Daniel Jones. Quite literally, bro. Like, is that man on Zen? Like, a trend, bro? Like, I'm, I'm, he's, he's not, bro. It's just, <laughs> he's just a fucking pure grass fed individual. But uh, I guess we can get into our power rankings here, guys. Yes, so I'll kind of go through mine. But everyone, when Logan does his power rankings, just like I was saying, keep the tiers in mind and just apply them to my list and Brandon's as well. Um, but I pretty much know the bottom. It's the bottom five, right? Is yeah, like six or seven. Bottom, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so my garbage tier <laughs> is going to be from 25 to 32. I think these teams are all pretty much interchangeable except 32, which is the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They have yet to win a game. They look fucking terrible uh, on every front. Uh, at t- 31, I have the New England Patriots. I think that's just respectable. At 30, I have the Titans. Do they have a quarterback? No. Uh, 29, I have the Cardinals. What is there to say? <laughs> I, there you go. 28, I do have the Giants. I, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. His Tyrod actually. Last week, yeah. You know, if honestly, I would just prefer him to spice it up, bro. Keep Dan out with Tyrod. Go sling that rock board because he almost won that game. He did. Um, a throwaway like Blake Bortles was it nearly to that Super Bowl. I need to stop talking about Blake Bortles like <laughs> randomly. Like I, I miss him, bro. Like, do you guys miss Blake Bortles? He's a construction worker. Yeah. Ah, fuck, bro. He likes it. He loves it. Uh, it's probably just a normal life. Yeah. But uh, at 27, I have the Denver Broncos. There's, sh- I-, I probably should put the Giants ahead of them, but the Broncos scored 31 points. I so did the. Giants one time. I, <laughs> fuck, bro. Like I said, it's oh, all garbage, it's bro. Same, yeah. Um, and then twenty six, I do have the Chicago Bears. Woo, I shouldn't. That's high, it is high, <laughs> but like I, I, honestly, I do like ba- uh, Bagent. 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 Uh, Tyson, right? Tyson Bagent. Yeah. Tyson Bagent. Okay. Uh, I do like him. Uh, I do like uh, Khalil Herbert as well. He's I just, hurt right now. Oh, he is. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. Um. Yeah, but I'll just leave him at 26, honestly. Because, like I said, this tier is very interchangeable. Um, at 25, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, just, I, I think they're very abysmal on every side of the ball. They have good players here and there, like Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers isn't having a bad season. But I just don't like Josh McDaniels at all. Uh, at 24, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I think their season is now over since AR is pretty much out for yeah, the year. I agree. So I, they're just going to be trending down, down, down. They'll probably still be competitive in some games. But some, but it's going to be like... record for yeah. sure. 7-10. If that. 6-11. Maybe six yeah. games. Um, at 23, I have the Packers. I know they were on their bye, but last time I saw them, I laughed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> at 22, I have the Minnesota Vikings... They're kind of like what the fuck. I don't know what they are. Uh, do we? Does anyone? No. I like. Okay. Uh, at twenty one, I have the New Orleans Saints. Again, Still, just I mean, mid. Yeah. This from like twenty four to <laughs> to fourteen is gonna be just my mid shit. 
It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mid. This yeah, there is. At 21, the Saints, like I said, just mid. Very abysmal on offense. They still have good pieces and players, but I don't mm-hmm. really trust Dennis Allen as the coach. At 20, Atlanta, they fought, they fell a lot for me this yeah. start so far. But it's just mainly quarterback play, some defensive adjustments that need to be made, um, and just Team overall, issues. yeah, they're, they're struggling right now. Mm-hmm. But at 19, the highest the Jets have been for me all year. Mm-hmm. You know, beating the Eagles, I got to give them credit for that. I think they jumped literally like 10 spots. So shout out to the Jets. But at 18, I have the Bucks. They fell after yeah. falling flat after their bye week. Um, at 17, I have the Rams, a convincing win, probably a little low, especially with that high-scoring offense. But I'm just, I I don't know. Like I these teams ahead, I have more like like faith in. faith in, but also interest in. Yeah. Mm. Um, at 16, I have the Bengals. I think their engine is finally going to start to start. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little higher. I think I think their engine is slowly starting, yeah. and you know they didn't have the best game, but um, they won. At fifteen, I have the Commanders. Uh, a win is a win. Uh, at fourteen, I probably should have the Bengals ahead of the Chargers here, but I just have more overall faith in the Chargers roster. Um, coaching wise, definitely not the Chargers, but I uh, actually right now because of Joe Burrow's health, will take Justin I Herbert agree. over yeah. him. At 13, I have the Jags. I should have them higher, but it's just mainly the one fact alone is that sometimes, like Brandon was talking about, he Trevor Lawrence has not clicked 100%, and when he doesn't, it's kind of scary. It does get tight um, and ugly at times, and that's why I honestly will take the Ravens' overall defense, and that's why I have them at 12 ahead of the Jags. Um, and then at, at 11, I know this is a stretch, but I have the Steelers. What? But TJ Watt, <laughs> TJ Watt after the bye, I I, I know they after the bye, but I, I I believe I really do believe that they can turn it around. I, I actually I so. firmly believe. I think their defense is right up there with they the Jets Harris to... and the Browns. <laughs> Not I don't have any faith in Najee Harris or any individual player performance. I just have faith in Mike Tomlin. Hmm. Like that's literally I I that's I, that's my reasoning. I, I can't say anything else. Win some gritty games and TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, those are my reasons, but make it Fitzpatrick. at Dallas ten, I have the Houston Texans. Wow, I I, I believe high. in this team to to win gritty games, like not anything pretty, not anything special, but I think that they do have the best rookie quarterback out of the bunch by far, and I think we're seeing that you know week in and week out with how C.J. Stroud has been playing, but I overall just really like D'Amico Ryan's. I I know they have. Like glaring flaws yeah. on offense and defense, but I think with really like superior coaching in a lot of aspects, that can be fixed and adjusted in game, and they can win these like gritty games, like we saw this past week, twenty to sixteen, I believe. Um, but at nine, I have the Browns, probably the best defense in ball. But again, their offense still has question marks. We haven't seen Deshaun Watson. Who knows? Click. He's going back. Yeah, I. I I think it was probably smart for him not to play against the 49ers if he's struggling with injury. But uh, at 8, I have the Cowboys. They come away with a win over the Chargers. Still do not trust Dak Prescott. But overall, a very complete roster. At 7, I have the Buffalo Bills. They really should be lower because they barely beat the Giants. But a win is a win. And I, they're still a top dog in the NFC. AFC. Uh, AFC, excuse me. I always mix that one up. But uh, at 6... I have the Miami Dolphins. They should be at six. They wow. should be a higher. But 
Actually, wait, no, I actually made a note. At six, it's Seattle. But at wow. uh, five, it's the Dolphins. And then at four, I have the Chiefs, because it's the Chiefs. At three, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. And at two, I have the San Francisco 49ers. And at number one, I have the best team in football. And I, this is biased, but I got I to gotta say it. It's the Detroit Lions. I, I think I've seen them play the most consistent football out of any team this year. All year. And I don't think that's a that's a stretch to say anymore. It's not. Because, I mean, we're seeing Jared Goff play the best football of his career. Yeah. And it's working handedly. And I think that when you combine that with Dan Campbell and his, like, culture that he's instilled with this roster. Sky's the limit for you guys. Yeah, it, it's really just trending up. Yeah. But, Logan, I'll pass it over to you here to start your power rankings sure post week six. Okay. So I'll start off with the first tier. It's 32 through 28, but 27 is kind of in the middle of two tiers. So this tier is called Throw It All Away. Um, at number 32, we're starting with the Panthers, down two spots from last week. Finally at 32, where they <laughs> rightfully deserve. Yeah. Um, 31, staying put, is the Patriots. Um, 30, down one spot, is the Bears. Um, 29, down one spot, is the Broncos. 28, down one spot, is the Cardinals. And then, like I said, 27 is kind of part of both of these tiers, but 27, up five spots from last week, is my Giants, just because we almost won. But, I mean, they're, they're, all those teams are kind of interchangeable. Um, and then 27 through 22, like I said, the Giants are part of both tiers. Um, like I said, 27 is the Giants. 26, down four spots from last. Oh, this piece, sorry, this, this tier is called, has pieces, still garbage. So, um, Giants are part of that tier as well. But Titans, down four spots from last week. Um, 25 is the Vikings, down two spots from last week. Uh, 24 is the Saints, up two spots for no reason. No reason at all. Okay. Just because uh, uh, the teams below them sucked more. <laughs> um, 23, going up two spots from last week, is the Raiders, for absolutely no reason at all either. Um, because, I mean, they're just as bad as fucking, I mean, Patriots, Bears. I mean, they're down there with anybody else. But they do have some pieces. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby. They have Colton Miller. Like, they have some pieces. Yeah. So I'd say they do have pieces. It's still garbage. Um, and then rounding off this tier, down five spots from last week, uh, number 22 is the Falcons. Um, I think we already talked about it. They they certainly do have pieces. Chris Lindstrom, B. John Robinson, mm-hmm. all those sort of, we, we know. Um, well, we could say the Bears have pieces. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think the Bears do have pieces. Well, you would still rank them lower than yeah. all those other teams. Yeah. Um, this next tier, starting off with number twenty-one through twenty through, through uh, seventeen, this tier is teams that are that can put up a fight, but are just inconsistent. So like one week maybe they'll fight their ass off, and next week they might get killed by thirty. Uh, starting that off at twenty-one, down five spots is the Colts, prime example. Um, and then twenty and nineteen, two teams that both had bye weeks last week, staying put. Twenty is the Packers, nineteen is the Steelers. Hmm. Just like that's like I said. They on a bye week last week. I think that's a perfect spot for both of them right now. Um, number 18, up three spots from last week, is the Commanders. And the, um, inconsistency is just the main thing with them, I'd say. They, they have bright weeks and then very shallow weeks. So just, they, can, they need to put it all together. But rounding off this tier, number 17, up one spot is the Texans. And this is a team where like one, one week the defense wants to ball out, the next week it wants to go up 30 points. Um, one week the offense wants to put up 40 points, the next week it goes up 20. Like it's just... I do like what they're doing, but they're a very young team and just needs time to put it all together. And it's it's, it's growing pains. Um, starting off this next tier from 16 to 14, these are teams that are gritty, 
gritty above average teams. Um, number 16, my biggest riser of the week, up eight spots is the Jets. And I think that, that just fits their tier perfectly. They're a very, very gritty team. And they're a team that, like, when they see fire, they fucking, they fucking pour gas on it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, they see, they see one mistake, they're going to take over. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're definitely one of those defenses. And as long as Zach Wilson can play okay, the defense will win them games like we saw this week. Um, number 15, staying put, is the Rams. Um, and then number 14, rounding off this tier, is the Bucks down four spots from last week. And I say they're above average, but I think they're probably right in the middle. Honestly, but I do think they're better than the Jets. Rams is a discussion. I think that you could you could flip you could flip flop those. Um, but number thirteen is kicking off my next tier. Um, this is from thirteen to seven. This is the playoff contenders tier. All these teams are probably gonna be in the playoffs. Um, right now, I'd say obviously there's a lot more ball left to play. But down five spots from last week at number thirteen is the Seahawks. Um, you saw a low a low week from them. I think they're a much better team than we saw this week for sure. Um, they're definitely better than the Bucks, Rams, mm -hmm. Jets, mm -hmm. um, Texans. I think they're definitely better than those teams. But um, number twelve, down three spots from last week is the Chargers. I, I think the right, the Seahawks, right there with the Chargers. They're they're like interchangeable. They're like the same, almost the same, not same team, but like similar position in my opinion. I agree. Um, number eleven, going up one spot from last week for a team I'm not very high on is the Ravens. And this is why, like I say, there's a lot of bad teams. Like I don't think the Ravens are that good, but like they're number eleven because they kind of have to be. They're winning. Like there is a lot of bad teams this year. Yeah, but number ten spot or number ten up one spot from last week is the Jags. I, I think they're playing pretty good ball right now. Definitely better than the Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks as of right now. Um, I could definitely see the Seahawks being a better team than them when it's all said and done. But Jags ain't no slouch, and they're getting better every week. I, I'd say um, you're kind of seeing some inconsistency with like with Calvin Ridley, but like the the target share is kind of spreading around week by week. Um, so I, I think once it's all put together, they're going to be a really good team. But number nine, up five spots from last week is the Bengals. Um, like you said, just coming back to life. Engine's getting started. Um, and then number eight, up five spots from last week, of course, is the Browns. Best defense in football. And maybe it is a little rich for them because, like, the, the offense is still so-so. Yeah. But after beating the undefeated 49ers and really, like, Stomping their foot and then the whole game, you, you gotta put them in the top ten for sure. I think eight's a good spot right now. Um, number seven, rounding off this playoff contenders tier is the Cowboys staying put from last week. Just a good win against a good team. Um, something to run home about for sure. But I do think they are a tier under the rest of these teams. Um, this last tier is just six to one. Rest of the rest of this uh, teams, it's a suitable contenders tier. All these teams are these are I think two of these teams will be suitable. Um, number six. Down four spots from last week is the Eagles. Um, they got issues. They got issues they got to figure out. Um, I, of course, I, I think they can turn around easily. They're a very well-coached team with a lot of good veterans. And a quarterback I want to believe in. It was a rough game from him, but you know every quarterback has those games. I think you know, he can turn around anytime. Um, number five, staying put, was the Dolphins. which I, I feel like five is too low for them, but... It's just hard for me to put them over the Bills after what the Bills did to them head-to-head, -head, and I have the Bills at four. Um, so I don't know. It's The top five is definitely tough to rank this year. Top six is definitely tough to it rank is. this year for sure. Very competitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, five Dolphins, four Bills. Three staying put last from last week is the Chiefs. I think definitely the third best top three team in the NFL right now, um, as we've seen so far, five wins in a row. Oh, yeah. Um, number two going down from last week is the 49ers, and then Trevor, number one. The Detroit uh, five, Lions. Five, five losses is the Detroit Lions. I think we all can 
I mean, I know Brandon, you told me off mic what your number one is. It's different, and I, I can still see why, but I can see why people are finally starting to see the Lions as, like, Like I said team. in week one, like, you guys were a complete team. Did I not say that? I, yeah. I, I, think, I think the week one recap we did. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, yeah, the, oh, the Lions are a complete team. But I don't think anyone expected, <laughs> honestly, this. I did. I, I, I must say I did. Maybe, I, maybe not to this degree, but I, I thought the Lions would be a good team for sure. I figured they would be a good team, but like yeah, I was thinking, for sure. thinking two and three, an upgrade from one and six last yeah. year. But wow. like, I, I was not. I maybe I was just too harsh, but like, I no, that's more so. I feel like just realistic. Honestly. Yeah, I I was not expecting us to go into Lambeau and do what we did. I was not expecting us to go to Raymond James and do what we did. Arrowhead, Arrowhead, Arrowhead yeah. the opener. I mean, so much, but that's. That, I agree with that. I really do. And that's just not even me as a Lions fan. Just, from what I've seen. As a fan of the games, observing the whole NFL. Yeah. It's it, it's them or the Dolphins or the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Or, there's that echelon of teams that you can kind of rotate in there every week, if you will. But, Brandon, if you want to talk about your, uh, your power rankings here, sorry to kind of silence you over there talking your ear off. So, yeah, so I'll start out with number 32. The 0-6 Panthers, yes, and I'm just going to put them here now, and I'm going to hope they stay there the rest of the season, <laughs> go 0-17. Not have the first round pick. You guys have And we'll gladly take that number one overall pick. Number 31, I got the New York Giants. Yes, sir. Number 30, I got the Chicago Bears. Number 29, the Denver Broncos. Number 28, I don't even like having them this high. There's just so much Patriots. more ass below them, but yes, yeah. they're more than the <laughs> Patriots. Um, number 27, Arizona Cardinals. Number 26, they didn't even really jump for me. They jumped, I think, one spot after beating my Bears, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and, I mean, we've already yeah, sort of yeah, touched on I them. Agree. It's the general consensus. Like, no Justin Jefferson. You sure that the offense hurt. The offense was hurting them without they did this. Yeah, of course. It, you of course that. it was. Um, I don't think Kirk Cousins will get traded. But yeah, that's still that's still something that's going on, and it's just clouding that locker room. And who knows what they are? No one really knows what you know, they are. They don't know what they are. We've already touched on that. Number 25, Tennessee Titans. Number 24, got the Indianapolis Colts. 23, a little bit lower than where the, both of you guys had them. We got the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. I just... But they can very well be up to number 19, mm-hmm. which you you guys will understand once I get up to there. But they're just, like you said, too much inconsistency. And some of the teams I have above them, any given day, I would probably take those teams over Washington. But I, I really do like what I'm seeing from Eric Bianami and Sam Howe. And I think this, the sky's the limit for that team and that offense, and they're just going to continue to get better. Number 22, got the Green Bay Packers off the bye. 21, got the Las Vegas Raiders. They're another team where I don't even like having them that high. They're just <laughs> so much so shit, much shit yeah. below them. 20, got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the bye. Number 19, got the New Orleans Saints. And they could easily be number 23 right where the Commanders are, you know. And I mean, that's a matchup where, yeah. like, any given day, either one of those teams can win that. Yeah. And more people would probably even say Washington, yeah. honestly. I'd say know? Washington. But I would. It's just, from what I've seen, they can go either way. And I don't know, man. It's just too much inconsistency throughout that group of four yeah. or five teams that I just listed off. Now, number 18, cracking the top 20 this week, New York, New York Jets. We've all sort of touched on that Eagles game. We all sort of feel the same way. I think that it's a Super Bowl winning defense that can carry them to the playoffs. And moving on to 17, got the Atlanta Falcons. Number 16, dropping out of my top 15, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We see them go head-to-head this coming weekend, so we'll get, a direct, we'll get a direct outlook on that game afterwards. Cracking the top 15, 
after week six is the Houston Texans back into that top 15 after dropping the week prior after that uh not bad Falcons loss, but not something that you would feel too good about. Yeah. And you walk away from that game thinking we probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. 100%. More, number 14, still in my top 15 after this week, but the LA Chargers, still a team that I feel like to make the playoffs. Number 13, a little bit lower than where Trevor had him. I think you had him in the same exact spot, Lowe's, um, the Seattle Seahawks. Number 12, probably higher than a lot of people would think, but they got the Los Angeles Rams there. I mean, we saw them head-to-head week one. They blew the shit out of the Seahawks. No pun intended. Um, Resume. <laughs> but uh, number 11, got the Cincinnati Bengals. They've also beat the Rams head-to-head. We saw that in prime time not too long ago. And they're coming in the stride. Joe Burrow, still some questionable moments. Probably like 95% healthy, if you would, right now. Still need to see that run game sort of come to fruition. That O-line is just so shit right now. Joe Mixon's a different difference maker. He's just not being able to provide that difference, you know, because he's not getting any support, any blocking whatsoever. Filling in the top 10 this week, I got the Cleveland Browns at that number 10 spot. Wow. Really, really good win last week. Best defense in the league, in my opinion, but... Would you... So you would choose the Browns' defense over the Jets? Yeah. Okay. I would. Okay. 100%. They've... Allowed 1,002 yards this season. The Browns have. They've allowed 52 first downs. They're, they have <laughs> they have statistical numbers that are equivalent to shit we haven't seen since 1971. And I've been saying it all year in every recap episode. It's it's Jim Schwartz, man, and yeah. the job that he's doing cannot go unnoticed. And the best team in all of football, agreed on, agreed upon by a lot of people, got exposed by that defense. You know, injuries aside, the Browns had injuries too. Yeah. You know, I no mean, Nichol, no Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Your quarterback doesn't even want to play for you at this point. So, they're a team like the Jets, man. They're just a quarterback away from being a legit contender. Number nine, moving up just a little bit, the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight, I got the Buffalo Bills. Probably a little low. I, I just, I, yeah, you, you have to understand. A lot of injuries on defense. Run game is still just as inconsistent as ever. Though I do like James Cook a lot. I do like Latavius Murray yeah, a lot. Yeah, he's a good addition. I mean, David just, Harris went out, though. You just, you just beat the Giants by five points at home. I mean, this is the Giants. Number 31, number 32 <laughs> on our team, on our list for the last handful of weeks, man. Yeah. Like, this is a game that you with, should with be your defending. quarterback. A hundred percent. You should this and Saquon coming off an injury too. Justin he Pugh playing for the first time in a year. Exactly, bro. Like, this is a After game that they should have. They should have won this game handedly, and that's coming from a Giants fan too. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just for goes sure. to show. Um, number seven got the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if I say, am I? If you ask me, am I going to take the Ravens head to head over the Bills right now? I'd, take the I'd have to think about it. I would probably take the Bills, but just recently, what I've been seeing, the Ravens are winning more games, and I'm, they're one of the games. Uh, I can't even say that because they lost the Colts, you know. But they're playing Ravens football and they're getting wins the way that they normally do. And yeah. I just, I like that Zay Flowers element. I like that defense. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, just top to bottom, they're loaded. Calvin Noy as well. Yeah. Older, but you can still a veteran that you like to have in yeah. the locker room and can still play ball. Very well coached as well. Number six at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Touched on earlier, Trevor Lawrence in this offense still hasn't reached their full potential, and that defense is playing really, really good ball right now. And when it does get gritty, when it does get a little dangerous, or not dangerous, but a little bit of ugly, and Trevor Lawrence isn't playing the way he should be, they can still win those games. ETN. And ETN's playing great ball right now. Five touchdowns in the last two or three games. Two games. 
and right. very well coached as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very well coached. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, top 10 coach in all the football, in my opinion, if you ask me. And I don't yeah. think he gets a lot of the credit that is deserved to come his way. But I think it's just a matter of time. It yeah, really is. I, I mean, we, we just saw what they could possibly be in that playoff matchup against LA last year, where they came back from, what was it, 28 down? 27 down. 27 down. They lost to the Chiefs, right? Yeah. The next round, yeah. Which was a good game. It really yeah. was. They put up a good fight. Number five, got the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said, they're a run-heavy team. That's their identity. And if you run into a defense that can stop that, you're going to have Jalen Hurts win that game for you. We've seen him win the game for you, but we've also seen him not win the game for you. And this yeah, past week was a good example. But it was not enough to drop them out of my top five. I still think roster-wise, they have the best in all of football. It's just a matter of getting it all to come together. Then Jalen Hurts is the final key, you know, and it's it was like that last year. They were able to make it work. I already said there's more tape on it now, so they're going to have to find out another way to make it work. But when you're breaking down the way Jalen Hurts is playing, if he's off on those little nuances with his technique, that's going to be the little difference that's losing you games, and that's going to be the difference that keeps you from a Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of fine line with margin of error that they're walking upon now. And this type of football is just not going to cut it from Jalen Hurts going forward. And they no, are about to start a gauntlet. You know, yeah. they play oh, the Dolphins. Yeah. Rough, rough schedule. They they have a really rough schedule. They Cowboys play the Dolphins. Twice. They play the Dol- the Cowboys twice. I think they play the Bills, Bills in there as well. Chiefs, 49ers. Yep. Oh. So it doesn't get any easier for Philly. So this is not a time that you want to see these struggles from your quarterback. But like I said, still cannot leave them out of your top five mm-hmm. in my opinion. Number four. Dropping three spots from last week, the San Francisco 49ers. Got exposed uh, by the best four. defense in all the football. But the teams I have above them are the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm still going to take the Chiefs over the Niners in the head-to-head matchup, if I'm being honest with you, because you're agree. pretty much taking Pat Mahomes or Brock I'll take the Chiefs over anyone still. You're, you're, Sorry, taking, you're taking Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid over Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion. That's what it comes down to. And I, I got to take the Chiefs with that. And the Chiefs are team to win games. And if I'm especially going on a week-to-week basis, the Chiefs won, yeah. Niners did it. Really I dumb it down for you. Yeah. You got to put it that way. Number two, got the Detroit Lions this week. And look, it could really go hand-in-hand with the team I have at number one, which is the Miami Dolphins. But this, the Dolphins aren't at holding their level right now, dude. They really are overall the best offense in all the football. And it's not even close. They have the best pass attack in all the football. It's not even close. They have the best rush attack in all the football. It's not even close. Yeah. Their defense, very, very subpar. They're like 17th, 18th, sort of right below the average. Jalen Ramsey coming back soon. Can't forget that as well. Jerome Baker's no no slouch. Andrew Van Ginkle is no slouch. Christian Wilkins is a stud. Javon Holland is not bad at all. Xavier Howard is sort of a shell of himself. Hasn't really played up still to the solid, standards, though. but still a very solid starting quarterback. Or Cornerback that any team in all the football would Dude, like to have. Dude, that impregnated like four. <laughs> Dude's four. a dog, man. Oh yeah, bro. But he's he's probably was... he's probably legitimately like crashing out. The Miami like, psychological warfare. I mean, just it just puts in perspective. Like the Miami Dolphins are averaging 500 yards of total offense a game. <laughs> oh my god. 182 yards on the ground, which is 30 yards more than the next closest team. It's just they're... we haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the Giants since week three. That's insane. Matt Breida against the 49ers and, That's and the Dolphins the only team right now to have over a thousand passing yards and over a thousand rushing yards as well so they're not as a complete team as the Lions are I will give them that and head to head it will go either way I can't really pick a winner but right now just 
based off what I'm seeing on that offensive side of things, nobody can stop Miami. Besides, we saw Buffalo do it, but that's just going to be a one-off game. We're not expecting Miami to really put up we'll 40 see. points a week. But right now, yeah, I just I think Miami's just a safe pick at the number one, and they're playing better they're than anyone giant. else is right now. Yeah, they're a giant. Yeah, sure. they're they're up there for sure. I I agree with that list. I I do. I think I can, like you said, it can go either way. Both juggernauts in their own respective ways, yeah. but the top four, top five, even the Chiefs, Eagles, Forty Niners, Dolphins, Lions. It's you're just going week to week with it. Yeah, there's yeah. no <laughs> number one team. I guarantee you, after this week, if for whatever reason the Lions lose to Baltimore. The yeah. Niners have a good result. The Niners are right back up into that or, one spot. Or if yeah. exactly. the Lions win like twenty four to twenty one, and the Niners blow out whoever they play. Like yeah, it's gonna get close, nitpicky like that. Yeah. But um, real quickly, I do want to go over these week seven predictions, yeah. guys. Uh, the first game Thursday, October nineteenth, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New Orleans Saints at eight fifteen p.m. to kick off week seven. I'm taking the Jags. How about y'all? Uh, definitely Jags. Clean sweep, and it's crazy because New Orleans is actually favored in this game. Crazy yeah, is already week that's seven. Free money. That's free money. Um, and then the next, the, to kick off the Sunday, uh, October 22nd games, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to take the Browns no matter who's starting. I just think that their defense is stellar. Gardner Minshew is going to have another really rough game. What about you guys? Same. I agree with you. Browns all the way. How about you, Brandon? With you guys again. Another clean sweep. Two? I think it might be like a low-scoring game, honestly. Yeah, I'm thinking like 12-6, bro. <laughs> like, it's going to be shit. Turn it off when it starts, guys. Uh, <laughs> or the Colts might just beat them somehow. Somehow. Like, just... Uh-oh. Yeah, it is the Ravens. Right? Somehow, some way. But I just... The story of this game, for me, is just going to be the defense of the Browns and the run game with the Browns. Colts' run defense is very, very subpar, giving up over like 110 yards a game. The Browns have the second best, or third best, I'm sorry, rush attack in all of football, even with Nick Chubb not being yeah. there. So Yeah, Kareem Hunt played well last yeah, week. Jerome Ford's still playing well, so they're, they're going to have that going for them, and I think that's just going to be the difference, and it's just going to be too overwhelming for Indianapolis in that offense. I agree. Uh, the next game is the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Chicago Bears. Woo! I'm going to take the Bears just because sure I... about that? Yeah, I'll take the Bears. I hope Tyson What about in. for uh, Steve, or Pete? Oh, Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, shout out to Jeff, bro. But uh, no, I don't I don't trust McDaniels. I don't trust, I don't trust Eberflus. You know what? Fuck it. I, I'm going to keep predicting the tie until I see one. I'm going to go tie here. 9-9. Nine, nine. That is my uh, prediction. I wish I could do 6-9 and no one wins, but I can't do that. That is, it's, It doesn't work. I think... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, I don't want to pick a winner for this game. I'm, this, these first, these uh, first two... Uh, Sunday games, I'm definitely not going to put into any parlay or anything. No. Um, but, like, I, I'm going to go with the Raiders just because of the fact that, I mean, I, I don't, I, uh, there is no fact why I'm just picking a team, but <laughs> they're both shit, but shout out to Jeff, I'll go with them. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jeff. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Brandon, but I just, I can't pick the Bears. Not, I don't, not I don't blame you. Out. I don't blame you. If, Fiel, if Fields was playing, I'd probably pick the Bears, but Badgen, I don't know. And it's, it's funny you say that because I'm picking the Bears because Fields is out. Wow. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm actually picking the Bears because Badger things, will be playing. Things have and fallen in Chicago. I feel like that's your Dan being injured and Tyrod's coming in. It's not even that. It's just Facts. my sample right. size. Right. I, I mean, my recency, sam- my recency bias and sample size is the last I saw this offense do good was with Badger at the helm. That's the last yeah. movement I saw out of that offense. Yeah. Too, so, And I've already talked about the confidence and the way I feel about Badgett before the receipts are there, whether it's on this or the Windy City Reports episodes, but I have 
I, I mean, there's no expectations for the kid. If it's more so, and I, I don't even like putting faith in the coaching staff, but it's more so just them letting him out there and letting him go out there and just play loose. Like call the game the same way that you would with Fields out there. And if they do that, then I really think that we're going to see something out of Badgen that is going to catch the eyes of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And not even with that, but the, the very few strengths that the Bears do have play into the weaknesses that the Raiders have. Um, so I'm going to go with that as well. The and Raiders, even with Josh Jacobs, are only averaging 73 yards on the yeah, ground. The bad. Bears are holding their opponents to 85 yards on the ground. So, And the Bears' defense has been a bright spot as of late. We've still given up some questionable plays here and there, but we've been making turnovers. We've been seeing impact from our rookies. We've been seeing impact from our free agency signings, finally. And our secondary is finally healthy again. So on the defensive side of things, we're starting to see – Sort of a little of what got Matt Eberflus the job with his defensive play calling. He was like bringing some energy too. Like yeah, and it just goes to show why this guy should just be a fucking coordinator or a defensive assistant, not a fucking head coach. But his 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 defensive play calling is starting to put our guys in a position to succeed. So that's what I'm going to make with going into this game. But the over under on this game is 37 and a half. (laughs) That's going to be fucking amazing. Y'all have Roshan back this week, at least. He's still in concussion protocol. Really? Which is crazy to me after this long. But there's no reason he should not be back. Yeah, we'll see. And the next game is the Falcons versus the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks. How about you guys? I agree. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they're just a better team. Bucks. Then the next game is the Commanders versus the Giants. I... (laughs) I'm gonna go Commanders, bro. I'm sorry. I, I you know what? I'll go the Giants. Yes, Fuck sir. it. Why not? So, Dan- fun fact: Daniel Jones. I don't even know if he's gonna play. He practiced today, but he's not been cleared for any contact. But he's five one and one versus the Commanders. He's not on the injury report. He, oh, that's good. He's definitely he's he has, he's pre practiced, but he's definitely like questionable still. He hasn't he hasn't like he's not been cleared for contact. But he's five one and one against Washington in his career. So I think this can be the week where you can that, finally see a spark in the offense. It's at home too. Yeah, and we're at home, like two and five, maybe. I mean, why not? So I'm, I'm just gonna pick us because why not? But if we win, yay, two and five. <laughs> if we lose, yay, Caleb Williams. <laughs> okay. How about yourself, Brandon? I'm gonna go with the Giants in this yes, one. Yes, sir. Honestly, I am. It's a game I'm not actually looking at the line. It is a game that I would. Possibly bet if I'm just feeling a little bit frisky and had a couple extra drinks. I mean, are we favored? No, and that's why since I'm picking the Giants, I the, they're giving Washington two and a half on the road. Underdogs at home against Washington, bro. Yeah, so plus two and a half for the Giants is shitty if they've been, bro. And I don't blame you if you just don't want to touch any Giants game betting wise. This is the game too. But this would be the game to do it. Honestly, it, it would be. This could just be a tire or anything again too. But but that still hits. That still covers. <laughs> it, the does, plus two it, and does, it does. It does. And then the next game is the Lions taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think you guys are a better team. I'm taking the Lions as well. Baltimore's favored by three in this one. How? That is mainly it's just because it's, it's it's at Baltimore and. If you're giving three at home, then it's pretty much just even. Because Vegas will give yeah. the home team three points. So Vegas thinks that this game is pretty much dead even. Yeah, but okay. given the fact that it is still minus three, I think Detroit plus three is a must-have on your part of the A's this week. 100%. I'm okay. going with Detroit. So this, could be, this could be the game they lose after week one, though. Could be. It very well could be. The Robert Ravens are not bad team. But you have, no. but you have no reason to not feel good about betting the Lions yeah. in this game, honestly. I agree. 
Um, the Buffalo Bills are taking on the New England Patriots. I'm taking Buffalo. Obviously, yeah, I think I think we can all just yeah. This is gonna be the punching bag game for the Bills. <laughs> the next game is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you're taking the Bills, right, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. Uh, the next game is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Rams. I'm gonna take the Steelers here. How about you guys? I'm gonna take the Rams at home. Okay, I'm right there with you. I'm gonna take the Rams at home. I'm also gonna take the Rams to cover. They're giving the Rams three. Um, I agree. It's crazy because the Rams are at home, and I just gave you that nugget about how they grade the home team. So Vegas is pretty much looking at this game as even, which I'm kind of shocked about. Um, but I like the Rams to cover this game. I think they're going to win this by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, Cardinals versus Seahawks. Seahawks, obviously. Yeah, I got the Seahawks uh, as well. <laughs> and then the next game is the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think that's you don't you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially when he plays the the Chargers. They just can never beat him. But how about yourself, Brandon? Right there with you. Chiefs at home. Easy lock. Minus five and a half. <laughs> and then the Packers take on the Broncos. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Packers in that one. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> Probably a low scoring affair. How about yourself, Brandon? Packers as well, but stay the fuck away from this game. Yeah, anyways. it's Jesus. terrible. I, mean, I, I think the Packers can win it. How is this easily. prime time? I think Jordan Love smash the under in this game. Yeah, that would be the only thing. The over/under is forty-five. I would smash the under. That'd be the only thing. Then the final Sunday game on game October twenty-second <laughs> is the Miami Dolphins taking on the Philadelphia Eagles at eight twenty p.m. Eagles are wearing the Kelly Green throwbacks Ooh, as well. They're gonna lose them, taking the Dolphins. Okay, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna take the Eagles for my mom. Yeah, I, I, I do think that I, the Eagles can beat them though. It's I don't know. It's in Philly. It is in Philly. Yeah, but that's a tough game. I think the Dolphins are just trending better right now. But uh, that's tough. What about you, Brandon? Originally, my pick was Miami. And even though I did put them at one on this this week's power rankings, I put Philly at five. Um, I'm taking Philly, and I'm taking yeah. a minus two and a half too, bro. Honestly, I think Philly wins this by the field goal or more. The way now that I'm thinking about it, I think I am gonna lean with Philly because like just they're they're at home in the Kelly Greens. Yeah, home vibes are crazy in Philly. It's it's getting chilly out. Dolphins aren't used to that. Who knows how cold it is up there in Philly at this point. It's going to be windy. It's going to be very windy as well in Philly. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm taking Philly for sure. And then the final game is the 49ers versus the Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football, taking the 49ers all the way. Yeah, (laughs) clean sweep there. I I assume, right, Brandon? Yep, 100%. I don't even and really have much to say about it. To everyone still here listening into this episode, we greatly appreciate you staying tuned in and uh, you know enjoying our NFL coverage. If you don't follow us on any of our social media platforms, make sure you do at Tea Time Reports, pretty much on everything. Uh, and if you don't follow the show on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on, be sure to do so. Leave us a little rating. It's greatly appreciated. And Brandon and Logan, thanks for sitting down and talking some yes, good sir. old ball for two and a half hours. Yes, sir. We love that on this Tea Time Reports podcast, right? Oh, yeah, baby, sir. I love that I'm doing a southern accent. I need to stop. Like, it's actually consuming Damn, no. me. We're living the south. We're living the south down here in Florida. <laughs> in Florida. You know, uh, you know we, we don't got lint in our fucking water. I'm in Florida. <laughs> Talking FLA. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, shout out tight. Shout out tight. That's the two sides of Florida for you. That, pretty, pretty much, it's you know, same, same blade, but just different edges there. But uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Tea Time Reports on our Week Six NFL uh, Power Rankings and Recap episode, as well as enjoying our you know Week Seven predictions. Stay tuned for more NFL coverage weekly. 
stay tuned for obviously the Rowdies episode. Um, that's probably going to be out before this, but also make sure you're staying tuned for pretty much, you know, obviously our Premier League episodes that are going to be coming out, but we also will have a bunch of more music stuff on the way with Caden. So uh, just stay tuned and, you know, watch this podcast continue to grow. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, everyone. Peace.